0: Now, tell me exactly what happened. Go ahead. Okay. Mike went out to take out the trash this morning. Mm. And I heard a lot of noise. And so when I went to the window to see what happened, I saw this man hit him over the head with a pipe or something. And then they dragged him into the van and it took off. Call the police. Oh, Daddy, I know you're retired, but I wanted to call you first. In a van? What kind of van? What color? Well, I don't know the make, but it was the kind of van without the windows. You know, like a delivery truck? Um, and it was green. Is it a light green, dark green? Dark green. But it was a funny kind of green, like army green. This is very important. Think hard. The license plate, the number. You get it? I saw part of it. Well, any part. Uh, two. Two. Four. Four. Seven. Seven, you sure? Two, four, seven? No. It was 427. 427? 427. Four, Jamie, you positive? Mm hmm. 427. Daddy, is that enough to bring Michael back? Well, we hope so, darling. I run to buy the boys down at the station. It's <laughs> on the force there for 30 years, so I got a little pull. I'll come up with something, don't worry. Please bring him back to me, Daddy. Well,. I better get on it. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Jimmy. One more thing. Very important. When I leave here, keep all the doors and windows locked. Don't let anyone in until you hear from me. You got that? Yes. Bye. Be careful, Daddy.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Worst Picture Cast. I'm Joey R and with Grant C we go through the worst movies that we love so much. Grant, how are you? I am great. I am ready to talk about this uh, this Rambo knockoff. I am here for it. Love it. So the movie we're talking about is Deadly Prey and it's almost like someone gave the gist of Rambo to someone with a video camera. For this movie, we have friend of Best Picture Cast, mm-hmm. Mr. Andrew Korns. Andrew, welcome.
2: Uh, gentlemen, it's a real pleasure. I've long been a fan of the show, as you guys know. To me, Best Picture Cast is like the LeBron James of podcasts out there. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's top tier stuff. So. <laughs> I sweet. appreciate that. Thank you. Oh man,
1: it's, it's great So sort we're of the second best podcast ever. That's amazing. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> okay, what, what's the Michael Jordan of
1: podcasting? <laughs> what's that?
2: I leave that to your imagination. Whatever, whatever you think is the best. But, you know, to, the to, point. Me, to me, you're number two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take that all day. I will take it. Um, you know, so Andrew, it's your first time on our airwaves. We're very happy to have you. Yeah. We've, um, you know, excited for this. We we've interacted with you for a long time on long Twitter time. and different things. Yeah. You're always you ask great questions. We have a lot of fun going back and forth. Um, so the first question I we're going to ask you in person. It's the question we ask all our guests. Bad movies. What's your relationship with them? Where you get into? Do you love them? Do you hate what we do? You know, it's it's all good, but we just, just want to hear your take.
2: Well, I I think I share a lot in common with you two, where you have to have a certain appreciation for a bad movie. Um, mm. You know, and I, if Kieran's listening right now, I hope this isn't hurting his ears too much. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he likes the finer things in the world, and hey, I'm all for the finer things as well. But there's something just inherently great about watching a really bad movie that, that I just get a, a big kick out of. So, so for me, you know, cheesy movies, especially these ones from the eighties that we're going to talk about today, specifically yeah. there's a nostalgia factor because as a kid, you don't really understand the difference in quality to a large degree. So for <laughs> me, some of those eighties movies just, you know, stand out regardless of, of the quality Superman 4, perfect example.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that Superman four is a childhood favorite of mine. Um, I used to rent that all the time as a kid. Um, and then I saw it as an adult. I'm like, oh, this is the biggest piece of shit ever. But I you know, but I still, when I saw Atomic Man for the first time as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God. I remember uh, him. I used to make my dad watch that with me all the time. And he always tried mm-hmm. to get me to watch Superman 1 or 2. And I always get so frustrated with yeah. him. He let me watch it. I mean, I all the credit in the world. He let me watch it a million times. But he's always be like, oh, why don't we watch Superman one? Superman, if you want to watch super, and I'd be like, no, I. Re-. Yeah. And, you know, I actually rewatched it right around the time you did Grant because Artie did an episode of Superman for um 300 Passions, yeah. you know, our friend Zita's podcast. So I, we kind of all went through and watched it. I was like, oh, this is awful, and I loved it so much. It's good. I mean, it's not, you no, know, it's it's bad, but it's it's fun to watch. But it's but we're watching it through the eyes of our you know five year old, six year old right. selves. Like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm really I'm really happy that I got to do this particular episode because I think nineteen eighty-seven, as I was looking at it today, this might be the best year of bad movies in history. I mean, you've got Miami Connection, you've got this one, Superman Four, uh Police Academy Four, I think came out the same year. There's just so many bad movies from nineteen eighty seven that I still kind of love to this day. Yeah, we 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 went through
1: this. We were talking about this earlier a few weeks ago, and Just in general, 1987 has some really great movies, but even not not just bad movies, but just like it runs the gamut. Yeah. And just, you know, not like not really Oscar movies either. Just like just great popcorn flicks, just movies you can sit
2: down and enjoy. It's like everything that came out in 87, aside from The Last Emperor, turned out pretty good (laughs) (laughs) and has
1: holding power. Yeah, which I think is you know a lot of the movies is when you kind of go through the list of the year a lot of those movies it's like oh I've seen that twenty times over and over and over where other years you look it's like oh I kind of remember that thing yeah where eighty seven feels like it just has a lot of movies that sustain till today yeah just a lot of movies that I re- just I just remember watching a ton of right and yeah. we were young I mean eighty seven we were three yeah I mean. With, I mean, Robocop was '87. Yep, right. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched that at, at a way too young age. Oh, I watched that way too young. My dad, great story. He actually he recorded We had a VHS like with the white recording. Mm-hmm. He wrote another movie on it so that my mom would know what I was watching a million times. <laughs> because he knew because I, I loved Robocop for whatever yeah. reason. And yeah, you know, my dad being a good dad made sure I could watch it without any um, hesitation. That was a weird time in like pop culture where they had an extremely violent movie and then they made a cartoon yes. about it and like toys and stuff. Right. So really when like, a kids. So you have like a Saturday morning RoboCop cartoon <laughs> and then you cut to the movie where a guy his skin's melting because of toxic chemicals. Yeah. No. And I mean, and, and Toxic Adventure did the same thing. Yeah. Where they had a cartoon, they had the kids toys and the Toxic Adventure is the most violent thing I've ever seen in my
2: life. Have you seen the Toxic Avenger, Andrew? Of course. I mean, well, I'm, I'm I'm 36. I'm an 80s kid, just like you guys. So it's yeah. You know, okay, perfect. But
1: uh, we are not here to talk about Toxic Avenger or RoboCop or Superman 4. someday. A someday. Som- Maybe we'll get there. One Toxic
2: Avenger is going to
1: have its day. I think I think when they when they finally come out with the remake, yep. we'll, have, we'll have to address it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think we can. We'll just do. We'll do a whole Trauma Villain series. But we are here to talk about 1987's Deadly Prey. Oh, yeah. What a
2: fucking movie.
1: <laughs> um, it was my third and fourth watch. Brent, Yeah, same here. Andrew, what about you?
2: So I'm not going to lie. You guys hit this this weird spot for me where I've seen thousands of movies in my life. And I had honestly never heard of this movie before you reached out to me about it. Um, didn't know where to even find it. Found it on the Roku channel. Yes. I've now watched it three times in <laughs> about eight weeks. Uh, so it's kind of it's burned into my skull now. Um, it's where it belongs. Yeah. It, it's one you don't forget when you watch it, love it or hate it.
1: It's just like a unadulterated, just action movie. You yep. know, they just, they kind of, there's this is exactly what we're trying to do. We only have like this acre of woods to film it in. And we're just going to do the best we can. We have some money for explosions some so money for squibs and, and guns and stuff like that. We have three keys on a piano that go <laughs> do-do-do. <laughs> we have a shitty house somewhere in Los Angeles with these ch- – like Definitely, it was under like construction. It was definitely – like the construction workers let them in there on the weekends yeah. from this renovated house. Because yeah. there's no reason that fence would ever be there. You don't have an eight-foot-tall chain-link fence unless you're doing construction. Right, and it's dangerous. So the construction workers were just pocketing – they're like, all right – Ten thousand bucks, yeah. You could be in here for the next three weekends, no problem. Exactly. It's the only thing that makes sense. You know, you know what? Before we get uh, ahead of ourselves here with Deadly Prey, why don't we talk about what we're drinking? Andrew, what you got going on there?
2: Well, the original plan was I was gonna go and get the cheapest, crappiest beer I could find because I feel <laughs> like a movie of this this budget and this low quality needs the worst beer possible. Uh, so steel reserve you know we talked about this off air that was one of the ones i was going to go for didn't <laughs> have time didn't have time to get it but uh i've got myself a, a new belgium voodoo ranger imperial ipa i don't Great know if you guys, yeah. you guys ipa guys uh joey is more than i yeah am. yeah
1: voodoo rangers you know big, that, big fans out here that, Artie's a huge fan yeah that's been on the podcast before for yeah. Sure. yeah they have fantastic artwork they they yes. knock it out of the park yeah. and every time you know it's always IPAs, but different versions of IPAs get the different guy. It's awesome. Yeah, I actually just bought the, um, the Mango IPA. It's great. Which is out of this world. It's a great IPA. Yeah, that's really, really good.
2: And yeah, they fr- do a good job with the marketing as far as, like you were saying, Joey. You know, they do a good job with kind of getting your attention in the beer aisle. Um, and it's also super accessible. You know, like not, it's not too high on the IBU scale. Um, the 9, 9% ABV. It's just a, a real nice IPA. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's great. They do a really good job. Um so I went the shitty route. Bud Light Toll
2: Boys. You did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I stopped on the way. I forgot what I was, you know, I, I left my house and I forgot what I was planning to bring. So Bud Light Toll Boys, not IPAs, just Bud Lights. <laughs> Grant, what do you got? Um well I was over at my uh my mom and stepdad's place over the weekend and my my stepsister Frequents Iceland. She goes, she used to work in Iceland. She goes back there every once in a while. And she came back with a bunch of this Icelandic beer. And uh, I, I grabbed a couple. It's I'm gonna pull a Kieran B here and just completely butcher so, a foreign. This is what name. I wanted you to do. Um Uh, uh wait, hold on. All right, Sigildr got god uh Get a beer. Get Bure. Get a beer. Yeah, get beer. Yeah. Okay, and it, and clearly it says Viking on the on the front of it. I can read that. Um, <laughs> so it is a it's a it's a taller can. It's a 18 ouncer uh, but only five and five and a half uh, ABV, which is good. It's an awesome can. But it's a golds gold looking can, and it's it's pretty good. I feel like a lot of European like pilsners kind of. Yeah. Like the ales, they all kind of taste very similar. They're uh, good, they're refreshing, they're not too, they're not overwhelming. It's exactly what you would expect, I think. So okay. but I'm cool. I'm enjoying it, and I figured why not? We're watching a movie about battling and fighting and killing with random objects. Why not drink a Viking beer? That's perfect. I think the Vikings would be embarrassed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike Michael Mike Danton would not be a good Viking. I haven't seen The Northman yet, but I'm pretty sure it would not. It would not. I, I don't. I don't see him like eating his enemy or anything like that. No one in this movie
2: makes it out of the first
1: fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, not one of them. He doesn't. He, he doesn't make it out of Russia. Yeah, that is uh, that's Viking. Um, Northman's on my short list for sure.
2: Worth it. Move it up, yeah.
1: It's definitely- no, I know, and, and um, yeah, I, I, I love I love the the director a lot too. I love everything he's done. So. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I got, I checked it. I did a second watch last week, and did you? It, I, it actually, I really loved it the first time. The amount it bumped up on the second watch is actually yeah, pretty wild. That and everything, everywhere, all at once. The best yeah. movie I've seen in yeah. a very long time. Yeah, I got yeah. to watch, watch both of those. So, but that is my plight. Those are good movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now, yes, is what we really want. Let's get back to the shit. And I think yeah. the best way to start is our synopsis. So, yeah. at the worst picture cast. We do short, brief synopsis. They're usually snarky, which makes them a whole lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Andrew, you're our guest, so why don't you uh, kick us off?
2: Well, I feel like I put about as much effort into the synopsis as uh, Mr. David Pryor put into writing the film.
1: That's usually what happens? Yeah,
2: Yeah. (laughs) okay. So, basically, Deadly Prey is Rambo without the brains. Okay. That's that's all you need to know. If you're just somebody who's kind of wanting to watch Rambo and not think about it as much as Rambo, this is your movie.
1: That is succinct and to the point, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Here's my more wordy one. Move out. Mike Danton makes the terrible mercenaries in training who wear their army gear evaporate with grenades as he runs through the jungle in homemade jorts and a spectacular mullet. He is deadly prey. Nice. I had to get Jorts and Mullets in there. <laughs> Jorts and Mullets? That, that, the movie should have been called Jorts and Mullets. Then everyone on earth would have heard about it. That might be the best name for them. Jorts and Mullets. I'm going to start a band to name it Jorts and Mullets. <laughs> and it's just dragon sound covers. I, I mean, that's. that's I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. I mean, I'm, I'm fully <laughs> on board. I will learn how to play an instrument You <laughs> wouldn't be any worse than the guy on the keyboards. Well, exactly. Yeah. Just, just don't plug it in. No, no, you're fine. All right, here's, uh, here's my synopsis. <clears throat> when the most useless group of mercenaries ever assembled need a new civilian to hunt to sharpen their skills, they mistakenly abduct former elite soldier Mike Danton. It doesn't take long before they realize they got way more than they bargained for. Love it. It's a deadly prey. It's a mess. It's a lovely mess. Yeah. And it starts, I think. It starts off pretty hot. Right, so starts off with just posing with a stick. Oh, you're talking about the very beginning? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the silhouette of him... Uh, just, you know, really just setting the stage that they didn't want this guy to wear a shirt. No, I mean, I wouldn't want him to wear a shirt either. He shouldn't wear a shirt. No, he should not wear a shirt.
2: That's his best asset, clearly.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, the guy's the guy yoked.
2: Listen, the fact that that guy's an acting teacher
1: and not a personal trainer right now makes me laugh hysterically. That is very funny. He runs, like, an acting school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. I can't imagine. I mean, listen, there's an acting school about a mile away from us. I can't imagine it's a good one. Yeah, and I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean. But, like, he should, like, like, Abs for Fame is the name of his. I wish it was. That'd be great. I, um, and we should be called Jorts and Mullets. Jorts and Mullets. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the opening scene, I think the one thing that stood out for me, like, the opening credits, is that knives and guns all make the same exact sound. They yeah. were like, Shh, it's all sheaths, knives and guns sound exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, the fol- the Foley effects were not, not good at this They moment. But the, uh, they just had one. They took, like, a samurai sword going into a sheath and put it in for, like, handguns. For all the things, yeah. The fuck were they doing? Oh, <laughs> well, listen, they spend all their money on face paint and, they got, like, those garbage cans, probably. <laughs> So, yeah, you only have, you know, so many sound effects to use.
2: I think you guys may have done what I did my first watch, with, which I think is a mistake. And if you're listening right now and you haven't seen this movie, I would say this recommendation. The first time I watched it, I watched it on my giant TV, a 70-inch, you know, great sound system. Bad idea, okay? It, just, <laughs> it highlights all the flaws of this movie. So the second and third attempts, I went on the smallest TV in my house, which is a much better way to watch this movie kind of, you know, it looks a little grainier, kind of like that eighties feel. And I feel like when you watch it on something a little smaller, a little less clarity, it kind of, it, it, the high, the, the weakness, the, the weaknesses are kind of hidden in all of that. <laughs> what so. the,
1: the ideal watching experience for this is like a, a 27 inch like Hitachi, like box. That's, that's like used also as a table in like your basement, like I feel like that's the that's the best way to watch this movie. Like you
2: find it in your grandma's house when you're
1: like cleaning it out. Yeah, like or it's like the old TV that your grandparents use as the TV stand for their newer TV. <laughs> like that's what you need to watch this movie on. No remote. It only has the buttons co- yeah. on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put it at channel three, and that's when you yeah, that's how you get
2: it. You need to like lean into the graininess. <laughs> and and don't watch it at 7 a.m. like I did all three times. Bad idea to start your morning with that.
1: I, I watched this at at 5:30 this morning as my final watch. And I, well, like, I'm up, I'm up early. Uh, yeah, I watch it at night every time as it's meant to be
2: <laughs> um, in a dark, lonely area. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I can't imagine going about my day after watching Mike Denton running around. I'm, the woods. I'm pumped up. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: It does make you want to go to the gym. I'm not going to lie. It is motivation.
1: For yeah. sure. That That I need.
2: You're just cutting up all your jeans. You're going to work and just cut off chinos.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not wearing a shirt. <laughs> all right, so they're hunting this this random guy. Poor guy. This poor guy. Really easy target. Like, low, no why hanging why, fruit. No wonder why these mercenaries suck. Right. He's not a threat. No. This is like Michigan... This is, like, Michigan's, like, warm-up game against, like, Toledo, Toledo I mean, I feel, South or something. It kind of feels like yeah. when I tell my 25 years old son, like, oh, I'll race you in the backyard. Yeah. And the fact that this guy took one of them down. They have a lot of work to do. They're pathetic. <laughs> they are not a good they're group of path- mercenaries. So let me ask you guys a question off the bat. If you were starting an evil mercenary crew mm. because you hated what the Army did to you and they gave you only a $600 pension. Would you then outfit your mercenary crew in military clothing and military gear? Yeah, I don't know what mercenaries wear. Um, I, I guess they're probably like similar to fatigues and stuff, right? I don't know. I don't think I'd want to go that route. I I don't wanna, you don't want to? Because that's the thing. Like These guys look like they're from the Army. Right. Yeah. It's like, you, like you're mad at the Army. Why are you trying? It's like you get divorced and then you marry your, you know, the doppelganger. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 where, it's like wearing the jersey of the team that you don't like anymore. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah, a shift. Yeah, I get it. It's it's not listen, these guys are dumb. They're real dumb. These guys are dumb. Real and they're, fucking and dumb they're ineffectual. Um yeah, the fact that and I also think that when a guy fails, killing the guy is not the best way to do things either. It's not good teaching. It's not good teaching and you kind of want everybody. You want to get all hands on deck at this point, right? You re, you yeah. should be building like let them fail together and learn. <laughs> but that that guy, uh, Thornton, he Thornton, Thornton, yeah, yeah, he kills like f- three or four of his men. Yeah, he's Thornton. Thornton's the one with, like the lieutenant. The sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big jack guy. Colonel Hogan is say. the is the leader. Yeah, the rapist. Yeah, the, the rapist who's meaner, somehow, than the uh, Army, Navy, and Air Force put together. How does that make sense? Like, what does that mean? That, you know, I, 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 that means he killed a lot of civilians. I feel like... I so feel he like, was just running around Vietnam. I feel like he's worse than, than Barnes. In yeah. June. I feel like he's just like... I think, I feel like... He was Matt Dillon. He makes Barnes look like um Elias. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how... So he was essentially Matt Dillon, like pick, just just murdering well, Matt, the disabled kids. Matt Dillon kids. that got promoted all the way to colonel. Right. Like that's really dangerous. Right. Real yeah. dangerous. Andrew, how would you outfit your mercenary
2: crew if you went evil? I I would definitely do it under the guise of stealth, no doubt about that. Mm. My whole question at the very beginning is, I, I wish I knew how he acquired such an arsenal with all those like all those shots with the tanks and stuff. Yeah. It's like where did this come from?
1: Well, that's that's kind of like a meta commentary for this movie. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Uh, well, well, he does have a backer, right? He has a finance, the financial Don. guy. Don, yes. on Nicholson, Michelson, played by Troy Troy Donahue,
2: who was in Godfather Part Two, had a real acting career.
1: He it was in Part craziest.
2: Godfather. That, who goes from Godfather Two to Deadly Prey?
1: Talk <laughs> of, talk about fall from grace. Yeah. I mean, what, ten, a decade later, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but he's, so he's the financier. He's the one that... But where are the tanks coming from? Is, like, he's the money for whatever reason. Bosnia? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's probably it's probably some, like, but Eastern you, European country. That, I wish, yeah. like, I wish we saw, like, the writing on it. Even if we don't know what the writing is, it's just some obscure whatever. I'm cool with that. But it was just generic army men. Yeah. It would have been cool to see, like, the backstory of, like, of, of, Nichols, of Michelson like, if he was like the 80s version of like um Elon Musk or something like that. He, right. like, he was like some kind of like, like you know some harebrained scientist like kind of making these things like just he like, he's, he's come out with these tanks or something right. like that. Right. So oh that would like, be like awesome. So, or some kind of like Harry Osborne situation. Or Robocop. Yeah. Yeah. Something. But that would be great. He's and so you know, to kind of he's gonna use his mercenaries to take out bad guys to then get his weapons in the forefront or something oh interesting so yeah he's, so he so he's an arms manufacturer yeah exactly And he's using that and he's using these guys to show the need for his weapons because they're the only things that could could catch the deadliest prey do you think he's related to uh ap kirby from you can't take it with you I think he is. Okay. Uh, Andrew, if you're not familiar with that one, th- that episode of Best Picture Cast just came out um, a few weeks ago. And the, the subplot of the movie is that, like, the the bad guy that has a change of heart, he basically, right before World War II, buys up all of this, this, um, this neighborhood in lower Manhattan to build, to make, like, an arms factory. So he's going to be the only person making... Weapons in the United States. Literally, he said after the <laughs> deal, he says, "If you buy a weapon in America, you bought it from me." Yeah, it's his line. So, yeah, uh, so I, I feel like this guy might be related to, Maybe to Kirby somehow. Yeah, but like oh, I like that much better, like <laughs> like building up, trying to like. Instead, it's just bad guy with a money in it, with money in a shitty suit wants mercenaries for some reason. Yeah. No, it's 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 not. But he's not. But the the funny thing is that he's not even like he doesn't even approve of Hogan's methods. He's like, this is getting ridiculous. Like you guys aren't good at this. Right. You're Why tre- am I giving you all this money? Right. Because one guy is like handing your ass to you. Wouldn't it be nice, even if it is the worst, like ex, like oh, you need to you just so, throw a throwaway line in there. Like this guy was in the goddamn Godfather too. He couldn't just be like. <laughs> Hey, you guys, your mercenaries better get it right, yeah. or else this guy's gonna become the president or some shit. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense, but like, some motivation. I would love that.
2: It does make me wonder what's on the cutting room floor. You know, like, like <laughs> what like, editing I, choices did they make?
1: I think I don't think there's anything on the cutting room floor. I think this is the movie. Yeah, I think what you see is what was shot. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I think like we talked about, with splatter. You, it's a lot of. One take, cool, we got it. And everybody's like, sure. I, I literally pissed my pants. We're well, good. Just move. No, no, on. we're fine. No one noticed that. Yeah, don't worry. We, yeah. we got it. I think it's a lot of that. We have X. We have an hour and a half of film. That is literally all we can yeah.
2: do. Yeah, um, yeah, without jumping the gun, I, it, that's how the end feels to me. Where it's like they just ran out of money at X point in the movie, and then that yeah. was the end of the movie.
1: The end is super abrupt and yeah.
2: so unsatisfying. <laughs> So but, it, but again, this is the whole. This whole it idea, does have like, something
1: I like. But this this whole idea is like, oh, we saw Rambo, and Rambo was a downer, so let's make this movie a downer. It's like no, but that's that's you missed the point entirely. Right. Rambo is about PTSD. Like this isn't, <laughs> you know, like you're you're missing the big picture here. So, so Hogan wants to get a real mean son of a bitch to really whip these guys into shape, and cut to Mike Danton. Getting woken up by his uh, his wife who cannot act for to save her life. Probably the worst actress in the history of bad movies. I think this, might be, wor- yeah. this might be the worst performance we've seen in, be- in Worst Picture. cast. I, I can't think of a worse performance by far. I don't believe yeah. that she's a human being. <laughs> I mean, she was like an alien that kind of learned. It was two children in a skin suit. Yeah. <laughs> You, you so there's like a little rascal's guy just It <laughs> just threw the little rascals in lingerie for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, awful. I mean, she couldn't wake him up believably. He's in a water bed. Just push it. He'll get up from the awful bed. His back pain. Oh my God, water beds. You can tell too because her the guy who plays her father, her father, Cameron Mitchell. Shitty been, movie. Yeah, shitty. shitty movie legend. But like, like he, he like in the '50s and stuff like that. He like was in westerns and right. he was on TV shows. Uh, so he had, like, some kind of a career, but then he just started doing all these movies. You can tell during that scene, when he's, when he's like, talking to her about the license plate and the vent, he was so over her shit. He wanted to punch her in the like, face. Like, he his curtains. I've never seen somebody so miserable on screen. Yeah. Like, trying to, like, what color was it? Yeah. Oh, like, you don't know all the numbers? Just tell me some of the numbers. It just you can tell he was just like that was not acting curt and concerned that was <laughs> God damn it oh why am God. I here it just seems so he just seems so upset um but we, you know what we um we kind of jumped the gun too usually before we start this yeah we really get into our we we talk about what scene we recommend to somebody who hasn't seen this movie so not saying it's your the best scene just yeah. to get the vibe of the movie what is the scene you would say watch this you get it right
2: I think. I would assume we're all going to say the same thing. you would be surprised. <laughs> okay. Let's find uh, out. I think it's maybe the most iconic uh kill scene of the 80s. It's got to be in the in the conversation, the the chopping arm <laughs> and then beating the man to death with his own arm. I think that's just for me that's the scene where if you show somebody that in a you know a little capsule and nothing else, yeah. they'll, they'll know if they want to watch the rest of the movie.
1: I love it. I would have said that, but I don't want to spoil that movie. That's exactly what that's I did. going kind of like, I want to get people in there. Then, like when that happens, I want their heads to explode. And that scene also makes it seem like this movie is more clever than it is, because this see, this movie has two <laughs> clever moments, and that's one of them. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So where I went. Yeah, where'd you go? So Danton gets to his house. so it's after he gets to his house, but when at his house he gets all his you know locker of weapons. This is John Wick moment. Yeah, it's a John yeah. Wick moment, and he goes to the woods and sets up all his terrible, terrible, very specific booby traps. Okay. That all work. I think it's amazing watching him run around and like. For I was hysterically laughing thinking about how much better Kevin McAllister was at that than he was. <laughs> Well, let's see Kevin McAllister do this in Nam, all right? <laughs> I think, he, I mean, I think he'd do better than Danton. I don't know. Uh, like, like his. We'll get to it. But for his weapons to work, people had to be standing in a very specific spot. Kevin McAllister covered his bases and he led people where he wanted to go. He did. There was no leading of violence here.
2: There is huh. that great. There's that great line though by Hogan when he says, "I know this style." that's it it's indicative of nothing because there is no style to it there's just yeah. bodies there's just bodies there's just around. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah it's it's an amazing attempt at something that they just could not Because like maybe do something like a specific plate like have everybody killed in the same way like shot in the head or stabbed. instead it's just bodies everywhere and he's like i know this stuff. this isn't a fucking style <laughs> he's like i know this style he picked up a guy and broke his back on a tree the, the guy <laughs> didn't fight back while he walked him in, over to sentry for some must reason. Be, it must be Dan. Um, Grant, what's your scene? Mine is his second killing run. So it starts off with the alligator kill. Yeah. yeah that I call it, where he hides underwater and drags the guy in, and then the, where he's um where he's under the leaves. Yeah, he keeps and burying he, himself <laughs> and in things. Just kind of pops out, grabs the guy, um, and then I, I end it where. The one mercenary is like, oh, man, this guy's killing us all. And then thorn's like, suck on this and shoots him in the fucking chest. <laughs> but um, talk about being a shitty mercenary. Your guys are getting destroyed. One guy points it out, so you kill him. So now your numbers are less from the yeah, guy you have who's have just one less soldier. But, but uh, yeah. That, so yeah, that's, that's what I would – because cause it's – because I love the leaf. I love the leaf pile kill. The water seems Like, the water how would you is. not see this? shirtless man. You clearly see him on the right. overhead shot. Yeah. So I do think we actually nailed something here. I do think we got the best scene and yeah. the two most watchable scenes. Yeah. Like, I think those are the three, those were the three scenes in my running. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I didn't have any other, I wasn't thinking anything as long as Jamie wasn't in it. It's cool. <laughs> the, the scene where he cuts off or he chops off the guy's arms and beats him to death with it. It's a great the, scene. That's the best that's the, the best, best scene, scene in the movie by far. by far. Yeah. But I think that just that scene would let everybody down because they think cool stuff is coming, and then you see a guy just kind of like shrug down yeah. just under water and go, ah they, they think it's the tip of the iceberg. Uh one one that was in the running was when Cameron Mitchell was walking around. This is after this uh, this was after he went to the he goes to the camp and he he pulls up a gun on the guy. He's like, "Friend or <laughs> foe?" And he's like, "Friend." He's like, "You're a liar!" <laughs> he just shoots him. Uh, That's great. So, let's see. So, so Dantin gets just randomly, up, uh, randomly taken out, you know, taken into custody. What the hell are the odds, Andrew, of of them picking the exact guy that they shouldn't have picked in all of the greater Los Angeles area?
2: Well, it's funny you mention the odds because I actually have a note on the odds that mm. I would say the odds of this are probably the same as the odds of something mentioned later in the movie, which is that Hogan says Danton is one in a thousand, as if that's saying something incredibly profound, like <laughs> one in a million, like he's he's literally one in a thousand. Um,
1: <laughs> Listen, this guy is one in 12, hands
2: yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, I would say the odds are probably about similar. My question to you guys this this was a thought that I couldn't get out of my head at the very beginning of the movie when when that situation's going on I would love to know what Michael Danton's day job is. Just right? What's he what's he just doing in life at that point in time? I mean, it's got to be personal trainer. Right? <laughs> I mean,
1: I I don't know I don't know what he's not like. He's not doing like Corporate retreats or anything like that. He's not that kind of guy.
2: I don't know. I, I picture him doing data entry in a cube. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I think he's I think he's an actuary, and he's you know <laughs> he's got his ducks in a row. No, there's I have. It definitely has to be something
2: physical, right? It, maybe he's trying to become a wrestler. I don't know. <laughs> just it, it seems so white collar though at that point that I'm thinking he's just doing something really mundane and droll.
1: Oh, like he's just an office worker.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, he works for Geico. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I, I guess. like, what's the most boring job on earth? Yeah, or maybe he maybe he works like maybe he works at like the uh like the like the cologne counter at Stearns or something. <laughs> he's like just that. like the counter guy at DMV. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, that's why. That's why, I'm so just, <laughs> that's why he's so rageful. That's why twice so angry. I hate back. the public. He just hates everybody. That yeah. You know, no, I have
2: when when she said you had to get going to work. I'm like, what the yeah? What the hell does he do for a living? Right. How do you return to normal civilian life after whatever he's been through? Right. Yeah.
1: Like, don't retire. Like, you got it. But yeah, I did not get. He's he's in his waterbed. You know, I don't think I, when I think like. Badass super soldier. I'm not like waterbed guy. I don't think they go together. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the only thing. Maybe that's a self-soothing thing for for, for his PTSD. Brained every direction over there, as we know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that waterbeds are not a thing anymore. Now it's just like Casper mattresses. I mean, if what I mean waterbed my waterbeds, the size disparity between my wife and I she would would be unfunctional. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> sunk and she would just be. She would, be he, would just, he would just like hop into bed and be like the blob. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> would just get shot out. They <laughs> like, go, okay, you yeah, got thrown out of the bed again. Like, I'd have to go to bed first every night and like an hour before her for it to like settle into some sort of middle ground. It just wouldn't work. No. It's it not would, functional. No. Well, no. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad water beds are dead. Okay, okay uh, but here's the thing. So, Jamie. Yeah. So, Jamie is an awful actress, but Jamie's also. A stupid character. Even with her dad being a retired cop, she does not call the police, call the authorities, call your call the cops, and then say, "Hey, I'm I'm you know, don't even give him fucking name. I'm this guy's daughter. My lady. dad, my dad. I'm my my dad is my dad. Right. Yeah. And then call dad and have him come over, and then he could help these guys
2: do something. You know, I'm kind of glad might. though that I'm kind of glad she didn't do that because that might be my favorite scene. Now that I really think about it, is her phone call to Daddy is. Oh, it's just. Good. I mean, chef's kiss to that one. It, it is like
1: as as much as I as, as I, I I rank on her performance, I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Yeah, right. I kind of love it. It fits.
1: She needs to be lost. Like it would like this would this movie would not be as good if it was like Jessica Chastain, if it was something like really talented, it would not work. No. It had to be someone. But she's so bad. She's no, yeah, she. I mean, if
2: if you're looking for like cliche 80s bimbo, I mean that's yeah. She 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 deserves. Listen, she's 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 very she's very cute, but she
1: cannot act her way out of a paper bag. No, like personality was never developed. Well, yeah, but and then also like why doesn't Cameron Mitchell call his cop buddies either? I don't he's think just he's a, a good he's, cop. He's just a stupid. Like Cameron Cameron Mitchell was probably like a desk cop who just came home and told stories of he the badass cops like, so, like, like he just listened to all the actual good cops come home every day into the office, and he was like signing off listen, on their hours. His his, and, his first day in the job he shot an old lady. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Like that's what happened. And he's a all in the other guys.
1: Go to a desk desktop. You know, it's 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 he's just stolen valor all over the place. He's drinking out a. He's he's having he's getting drinks for him with other people's stories. Exactly. <laughs> he's, in world, you know, World War Two, he 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 broke his ankle magically in boot camp. You know, he he yeah, always got yeah. out of he, the he having made, to actually do work. He made no. He gave himself bone spurs to get out of it. He was never he was never even drafted. He was approached, but he, he, he didn't make it. But then, like, though,
2: you, you said going uh, just going back to Jamie real quick. It also hit me that like when when she has that realization that her husband has been abducted. Mm. There's like this complete void of emotion, like it's just kind of yeah. comical how she just has no reaction whatsoever.
1: No, it's, it's almost like she like, it's almost like she planned it. <laughs> that would be way cooler. There, there would, you go. It would be way cooler if, that. if she was banging Thornton. That'd be amazing. That'd be if so she, much more interesting. She, if she set him up. Oh my, because okay, we we've established worst mercenaries on earth. If you're a mercenary, no matter what they say, you're not picking up Dane. No, well, they wanted somebody tough. but you, yeah. You're not picking up that 000. guy. You're not picking up 100,000. Listen, if this is five years later, that guy, is his entire job is being on romance book covers. Yeah. Well, right? maybe that's his job. Was that a thing yet? Mm. Fabio, I guess, right? But that's one more 90s, right? Yeah, I think 90s. One, but maybe, I don't know, my timing might be right. my romance novel. And maybe maybe, is, maybe he's well. in the adult film industry.
2: Mm.
1: Maybe, maybe he's just out there just doing his best, trying to just getting by. Just getting by. You know, it's a modest house. It's you know nothing nothing crazy. Under construction. Under construction. Huge ass fence. <laughs> Wildly big fan. Two bags of garbage in the
2: morning for some reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe they had a party that weekend. Who knows? Doesn't it seem like they have friends.
2: He doesn't have a drug habit, um, so that's good. You know? He does not. That's, hey, that's positive. That yeah, it's win. Yeah. I mean, he just, he just, all he does
1: is uh, lean protein is his drug. That's <laughs> his drug. It's like just grilled chicken. How old are we thinking this man is in 1987? Well, in Vietnam. So Vietnam was what, like 67? 67 to 75 ish. Let's say he got in towards the end. Right. So he was like, let's say he was 20. But but he's special forces.
2: Even we say 18, he's still 72. Okay. So about 35? Yeah, I would
1: say, because I think the actor's like 30. He's like 30. So I don't know that it's, I don't, I I can't decide if they cast well or not. Time ah, uh, I, I, at different I, I, points, I had felt very strongly both ways. At one point, I was yelling, "That it, it was the stupidest thing!" I'm like, "Oh no, this actually makes sense." So I'm torn. Yeah, I, I think, I think when are talking about a matter of like five years, it doesn't matter. I don't think it really, he's, unless you, unless it's like child acting, in five years makes right. a huge difference. Because I think Hogan, they nailed the age. Yeah, but he's also Colonel, so he's probably in before Vietnam. Right. But that's why I think they nailed it. I think like he's older, but he's still young enough to go fuck shit up and get mad, but get forced to retirement. Like, I feel like they did a really good job with him and I I can't decide how they did with Dan. I'm fine with it. Okay, it feels like a
2: sign of the times, though, right? Like most of those 80s movies, you know, like I picture Marty McFly, you know, Michael J. Fox does not strike me as a 16 year old in that movie or whatever he's supposed to be.
1: Um, I disagree. He's a perfectly cast. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Don't get Joey started on nitpicking. Hey, I'm not, I'm not yeah. hating on Back to the Future.
1: There are no flaws in that. There's one flaw in that movie. That has nothing to do
2: with the time or anything, the, the, the time jump.
1: Nope, there is one. <laughs> That's all that is accepted. Yeah, it's Marty's girlfriend's way too hot for him. All <laughs> with anyway, I, God. we are on to the next thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so, Oh, we, wait. Hold on. The spear. The first spear he throws. Okay. Him, Okay, so in Revenge of the Nerds, we learn the aerodynamics of spears, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was this so, well, that the was, least aerodynamic spear ever thrown. Well, and in Revenge of the Nerds, that was built for Lombard throwing motion, right? And aerodynamics—it was built for him, right? So most aerodynamic, which spears, is different than Danton's, right? But okay. Danton's has to be the least aerodynamic spear, even the way it was thrown. Nothing about it made sense. That would not have killed a human being. No, no, even the best javelin throw would not. A piece of wood, it would hurt a whole lot. That one uh, would, would barely get you a splinter. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I mean, it still I, looked fucking cool. <laughs> it looked awesome. <laughs> it looked cool as shit. But like, I don't know. I feel like they needed to like reinforce it a little bit, make it make it effective. They had they had a, another spear at the end uh, towards the middle. That was was good too. When he, the spear at the end is good. It When, and he, had, and when he had the guy. That, yeah, yeah. Because I think that one the makes sense how he through. would kill him after, like, he separated his shoulder. Exactly. That one, I was that's like... That's one of the better... Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that one made sense. Like, that, I believe, that guy dies. Yeah. and that one was, like, the most visceral. Yes. Because of, like, the guy was laying on top of him, and blood started coming out of his mouth, like, onto his face. I think that's a really... That's all building up, though. That's at the point where I felt like... They must have filmed that early, because it felt like it had a lot of energy and, and like, motivation. Yeah, and then they just... They, they had like a blood, but it wasn't used right. And then, and then that whole that whole sequence that we talked about with Thornton's arm, not a speck of blood. Not a speck of blood. It's not like a the
2: sp- opposite of Kill Bill, where there's like- <laughs> <laughs> It was,
1: yeah. And that that was that to me is as much as I love that scene, I think it's the best scene in the movie. Man, they just they really just should have gotten just buckets of fake blood. At no point yeah. though did they figure out how blood works. They had tri- <laughs> they had two problems, how blood works and how grenades work. Grenades either evaporated you or sort of tricked you up depending on what movie needed from you. Right. Yeah. And blood was either all over the place but splat or nothing. It, they just couldn't they, they didn't even think of I don't know, uh, I I don't know. I've seen sh- shitty backyard wrestling figure out blood better. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. It's not great. No, it, it it hurts the movie, and we've talked about this a lot, Grant. Where just the the lack of kind of gore and blood really hurts a lot of these movies. Yeah, we talked about that was um, Chopping Wall, yep. specifically, um, because you know obviously we're not you're not going into a movie like this expecting a big gore fest, right? It's not a horror movie, right? You take a movie like Predator that I think came out in '87 also. Yep, yep. another 1987 movie. Um, and it was an action movie but it was science fiction and you know light light horror but science fiction and but they use blood amazingly obviously it's a big film a, a movie about a, a soldier in the jungle you want to make sure you have the blood handled correctly yes and again it doesn't he doesn't need to be slicing people from neck to nuts no this doesn't you know, like well like what Andrew said this doesn't have to be kill Bill no absolutely not yeah this isn't the crazy, this isn't the 88s. Right. And especially, this guy's a good killer. So it's going to be efficient kills. But efficient kills have blood. Yeah, of course. A guy getting his arm chopped off with a machete, that should be blood. <laughs> this should be very bloody.
2: I worked really hard to find the budget for this movie because this has been the question I've been thinking about since I watched it the first time. I, I couldn't find anything. Do you guys know? Like, oh. it had to be shoestrings.
1: So normally, that's actually usually pretty easy to find. Yeah. yeah. Possible to find for this movie. Yeah, I looked. I ended up on some like pretty uncomfortable message boards trying to figure it out. Jesus. Yeah, no, it was weird. <laughs> like, 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 like weirdos. Like, like trying to like break it down. It was just... Well, I hope you didn't get any viruses from those sites. Just... No, I got off of them quick because they were scary and they didn't belong. <laughs> but I could. I mean, I can't. Um, this is low. Like, what did Danton? What did they pay Danton? I don't know. Like a gym membership at LA Fitness. Like, I don't, I have no idea. Well, so, I mean, he, he's he's dinner. David.
2: He's the director's brother, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, maybe he took nothing.
1: Maybe. Maybe
2: this is just a um,
1: deadlier prey is where he really got his payday. <laughs> yeah. Was it deadlier prey or the deadliest
2: prey? Deadliest.
1: It's deadliest, but deadlier sounds funny to me, yeah. so I refuse to. I feel like they're they're missing a they're missing a you know, there should be a, a middle movie. Deadlier right. prey. It's just that's just grammar. It's just Dan with like a Robocop uniform.
2: <laughs> not to not to derail you guys. Have you seen the sequel? No.
1: No. It's with this he's like a kid, right? Isn't yeah. that
2: what it is? Yeah, I watched the trailer today just
1: to I've seen, I've seen the trailer. Yeah, so have I. Um so the 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 sequels that are made twenty years later are always a bummer because they don't have the we talked about this on um, samurai, samurai. samurai cop the sequels, they, they lose the genuineness and they say like, all right, we're going to be a shitty movie. That's fun. And it takes away all the charm and character that make these things great. And it just feels super superficial. Right. Um, so I, I'm very, like I did watch the, the sequel to Samurai Cop and it, it like, it was, it was, it was just bummer. trash. Yeah. It was yeah. It like, it made me sad. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'll watch any movie, but I don't f- like feeling like I wasted my time. And if you're gonna be shitty, be shitty, but don't try to be shitty for shitty's sake. Is that you know? Like Andrew, you said really well in the beginning why we love these movies. Like, if you purposely try to do it, you're losing it. So yeah. I I thought about I found it and I was going, but I was like I, I went back to the Samurai Cop and I was like I can't do this to myself. No, you have to you have to take it. You have to you have to go into this note and thinking you're making a a good movie. Or else it doesn't work. Right. Like you this has to be a passion project. And I think that's just happened because there's this big revival in the past like 10-12 years of all these movies because the originals have been bought and distributed. So they're not just like you know VHS traded tapes anymore. They've gotten out there. So yeah, now I think there's means there's means to get out of there. And you know, I I, I hope that, you know. I hope these people made money. I hope they listen. You
2: Why know, Kim? I need him to be a billionaire. <laughs>
1: I, I, I think his I think he did so in his karate schools. I feel like the karate schools made him a lot of money. But I need him to be a movie billionaire. Because I know, I know he is the Taekwondo king of central Florida. He is. But when, because what, Alamo bought Miami Alamo Draft has. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I, I but, that, you know, unfortunately you see a lot of the sequels that just are very forced because of it. And I think that kind of bastardizes a lot of what we do. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and, and, uh. In short, no, we haven't seen Deadliest Prey.
2: I feel like I owe it to them now to watch it. it it's on my list coming up for sure. All right, let us know yeah, if it's worth it, it then. Yeah, okay.
1: let, yeah, definitely. Yeah. you know, maybe that will revive my trust in your recommendations if you told me Dune is good. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not this is not a Dune or Oscar podcast, Joey. We are just Well, Dune does not belong on an are, Oscar podcast. We it belongs have, to the Worst Picture Cast. We are here talking about Deadly Prey. And we're here to talk about – I want to talk about um, Jack Cooper. Okay, good. That's Play, where I wanted to go played, next, to. Played by William Zepp. Now, it was only on my third rewatch where I realized that he's the guy from the beginning. Who says, I'm just here to have fun or whatever? Yeah. yeah. It took me so many times to realize that's the same person. Oh, really? Because in that scene where he says, I'm just here to have fun, he looks like Chris Martin from Coldplay. Well, you and don't get his full – you don't get the full – yeah, the glory of the hair. He has like blondish hair, and then like when he's when he's in the when he's has the headband on, and he's he's running around. He looks like Tim Curry. Yes. So he changed like British actors, like like British celebrities, like in the blink of an eye. And but I I I really do like I like the character and I like the performance. I it's a fantastic character. Yeah. I love, and he's a true mercenary, right? Switching side. Yes, so he has yeah. some loyalty to this guy, yeah. this loyalty to Dan. Because Dan took a bullet for him at some point. But he also switched his side because Dan's winning. He's a fucking mercenary. He's yeah. a scumbag. I fucking love it. It makes sense that you would join a scumbag mercenary crew if you're the guy who's going to switch sides because you're losing. Yeah. I fucking love that. They made a character make sense. What, what, what does he say? He's like, I like being on the winning side. Yep. It's healthier. Yep, it's healthier. And uh, Spoken like a true mercenary. And literally, he said that. I shook my head. I was like, I also like winning. Yeah. Who doesn't like winning? Right. And, you know, if winning keeps you alive, it's especially good. Great. <laughs> Andrew, what would you think about uh, William Zip?
2: Well, I don't know if I can elaborate more than you guys have already said. I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you guys. I feel like I should dedicate my time to a, a character that will not get any mention probably from this point on, and that is what I'm going to call day one guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he gets the famous killing and, and Danton tells him bad timing. Um, oh, yeah. Bad timing. Yeah. I, I mean, what a what a rough day one for you to end up in that situation.
0: That's a bad job. Yeah.
2: yeah. Bad first day in the job. He...
1: So, day one guy. I love the name. <laughs> day one guy looked like he should have been making me a sandwich at the deli. <laughs> day one guy is not a promising mercenary. No, like, I... Like Cooper, like he walks in, like I think Cooper might fuck shit up. Day one guy is not, he's not making it halfway through the first hike. Even the guy that looked like Chance the Rapper looked looked good. Yeah, he looked good. He, he looked just good. had a good. He he. he was presence. tall and right. he was lean. Yeah, this yeah this other guy had no had had no. He just he just he had he had nothing to instill confidence in me that he was a good uh, soldier.
2: You could tell he was like. Bottom of the pile in the recruit list, you know, and they just ran out of people to interview, and you know he was the last man up. Yeah, I mean, well, they they keep on running out of fucking bodies because they're killing their own guys.
1: It's a terrible company to work for. I mean, Thornton is the worst middle manager of all time. Like, what is what is their what is their like like their job recruiter? Like, what like what is what is their like what's their rating? <laughs> Glass door shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thornton's the worst leader of all time. He's not a good leader, and he's a lieutenant. Yeah, that's. But a, why it. is he lieutenant? They're mercenaries. Why are they pulling? Why is their rank? <sighs> I think because he doesn't want to. Yeah, he doesn't want to let it go. That it, Yeah, I mean, well, this is. I'm talking my ass about I'm talking on my ass. my about favorite part. You're gonna put way more deep, deep depth in this movie than. No, I but like, do do mercs? I I don't know if mercenaries. I don't know what kind of structure they follow. They must have they must have some kind of hierarchy. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But I, I think it's probably more mob than military. Like I don't think they're like, all right, Lieutenant. I you know, I think this movie did it because it would just be easier for us to understand than for something like they made up. Sure. Yeah, like okay, it's like, okay, I'm Hogan, and you call me the big cheese. <laughs> here's Thor. You call him the head honcho. And here's and, everybody else. And here's everyone so else. For some reason, Sybil has power. Sybil's got power, but that's just because of who she's fucking. Right. She's she's she and Hogan are are. are uh, bang-in yeah. or whatever. The
2: bone zone
1: gets you moved up. And, you know, that's that's how that's how it goes.
2: I'm impressed you guys caught her name. I, I could not for the life of me. I got, I got major guns written down. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Yeah, yeah none, nothing more intimidating
1: than a name Sybil. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's stupid. I think, you know, when you're being chased and you are the deadly prey, mm. you have to eat. You do. you get got to get your health up. And, you know, when you're the you're trying to come up with a score for a movie, romantic music is clearly the music you want to go with. A little light jazz saxophone. There's, there's nothing more romantic than eating worms. There is nothing. Um, eating, eating rats. So let's start with the worm. If you guys were to eat a worm, how many bites would you take? I, I, I don't know. Do you do you just swallow it whole and just You just swallow it whole for the protein. Yeah, you don't even chew it, right? You do not you just, take three ridiculous bites. It off. Yeah. Like it's the stupidest thing I've ever. The guy say like little bites of like ripping it. You swallow it for protein. You're not trying to get like you don't want this things in your fucking teeth.
2: Oh god. No. I couldn't get past the lubrication of the worm. Um <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, that's up up? my mind was gone, yeah.
1: Like well, he did that to clear the dirt off. He wasn't like looping. He wasn't looping it up.
2: Hey, with, with that score, I don't know where they were going.
1: <laughs> that and you know what? The score made it confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it felt I... strangely erotic. <laughs> <laughs> the score didn't fit there at all. Was, yeah. For a bad score, this made the least sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I I must admit, I was not confused. I knew exactly what he was doing. I knew what he was doing, but, but the music just... didn't fit. And also, it doesn't take that many spits to get the dirt off. Just one, right? Right. Like, he spit a lot. Yeah, he did. For a guy who hadn't drank water in what we should be assuming is about 16 to 18 hours? Probably. Yeah. It's It's, um, wasting of fluids. It is.
2: It is. Of all the movies to go method acting in, I got to give this guy credit. I mean, you know, he was committed to the cause.
1: Yeah, this was basically like Leo and the Revenant. Yeah. This is he like he basically like tied inside of a dead horse or whatever he did.
2: Didn't yeah. even get a Razzie nomination for it. I mean, come on, you put that kind of effort in.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, at least at least he ate it. Yeah, he went for it. Do do worms qualify under like the no animals were harmed in the making of? Do worms? I mean, probably. Or is only vertebrates? Like in 1987, probably not.
2: No. Correct, yeah. Twenty twenty two, they're for sure on the, the protected list. Yeah,
1: yeah, now now you get in trouble if you fucking step on an ant running through the woods. That's Eighty seven is you know, I think it was only it was like an adorable clause. Okay. Um now I read I I, I, I miss I think I misread, I hope I misread on IMDB where he says like the rats he ate were bought at a pet shop. Yes. Now is it is that like the rats that he picked up and then he ate whatever? No. He actually ate the rats. He ate the rats. Mm-hmm. They went to a pet store. They picked uh. out rats. Then they cooked them and he ate them. Huh. Then I assume he had such terrible diarrhea that he got murdered.
2: I mean, it's Leo that, and the Revenant times a thousand at this point. I mean, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, where's his Oscar? <laughs> right. Where is his fucking Oscar? Yeah, he ate fucking rats for probably five thousand
1: dollars. Yeah. Please I mean, listen. The worm. I've watched enough survival shows, you know, because living on Long Island as a social worker, I really need survival skills. Sure. Um, but you know, I've seen enough. Like eating worms, like clearly not ideal, but like whatever. Slimy and satisfying. Right. Yeah. A fucking rat? What are you doing? Yeah, that's some like naked and afraid shit. Right. Like Bear Grylls. Would be sitting there skinning it, trying to get because you know you don't know what diseases you're gonna get. You yeah, know, well, I mean to be funny, or in a survival situation, you don't want diarrhea. No, I no, I understand that. I just think like, what's what's worse, like a wild rat or a like a pet co rat? Probably all rats. I don't I don't know. I mean, but like buy just idea. a large mouse or buy a hamster. Yeah. I I mean, these these aren't like New York's. These are this isn't Pizza Rat, (laughs) you know what I mean? Andrew, are you familiar with Pizza Rat? Well,
2: yeah. Um, you guys got a whole different level of rat in New York. That's a good point. Um,
1: Yeah, the 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 subway rats are a whole different breed. They're like the size of beagles. Do you remember the rats when our bus went on fire? Oh yeah. Oh god, at Grand Central Station. Yeah. So side note, one time Grant, I, and two of our friends went to a Giants game. We took a bus. And on the way out, we had a great time. It was Giants, uh, the Bears. Yeah, yeah, Giants lost to the Bears. Shitty game. But but whatever, fun time. On the way back, our bus goes on fire because a kid ate an apple, threw the core down the bus toilet, went on fire. So now we're standing on the side of the George Washington Bridge with a bus on fire. Another bus comes, picks us up. We all shove on it. They drop us off at Grand Central Station in the middle of the night. Um, we were standing, waiting for another bus to come pick us up, and there was just rats all over every food store closed. Yeah, there's, you know, the stores, the stores were closed, and they had like the plastic, and they had like the plastic lids on like their croissants and things like that, and the rats were still in there, just having a having a ball.
2: So it's like full on apocalypse in there. It was
1: like it was Iron Legend basically. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all so like fucked up. We had just had God knows how many beers. It's raining. We're stuck. It's we're a Sunday tired, night. We're angry. Yeah. This, and we're trying. Yeah, and not, it, was, it was a Sunday night game, so this is like after midnight at this point. Yeah. And I mean, we ended up on the side of the George Washington yeah. Bridge in traffic for hours. It was fun. So I'd rather eat a Petco rat than that rat than like New York City. Rat. That's that's fair. Because like. I mean, those, those. Who knows what the fuck
2: they're. Getting. Well, the more I think about it geographically, I mean, I'm here in the Midwest. People around here eat things you probably wouldn't even want to think about. Um, Ooh, like so, what? I mean, you know, like, squirrels, like pod, possum. possum. Oh, possum, yeah, you know, uh, armadillos, just anything that comes around that gets hit. That's, by. Yes, have
1: armadillos. We out there. do
2: all the time. You
1: really? I thought, I, like a, I thought that was like an out west thing. Oh yeah. Me too.
2: No, no, they're okay. they're up here.
1: You learn something every day.
2: I did not think they were that north. I
1: thought they were like southern. I, saw southern. That, I thought it was like Arizona, New Mexico, SoCal.
2: Yeah. It's only been like the last 10 years, but they've kind of like migrated. Migrated. Out mm. Yeah. So, so I think I'm giving, I'm giving, I think I'm going to give my pass on the rats now that I think about all the things people eat around here. Yeah, I, mean, I do think
1: you guys got to change my thoughts on if, this. If I think you guys if, are. And valid. If, they're, if they're cooked well enough, all the bacteria is killed. Right. But why can't you just buy a quail? Because it's not, it's not as... They wanted to get a reaction. As, as, as the, as the but my reaction made, came wonder. from finding out after the fact. When I was <laughs> watching it, I was assuming he was just eating a small bird. Well, you seem like <laughs> carefully wrangling the rats. Don't right, but I didn't think there was a one... Pl- I thought he caught some rats and then they cooked some birds. I didn't think... I don't know. So my reaction came from after the fact. Okay. All
0: right.
1: You know, the commit. I respect commitment to the bit. Yeah, I mean, listen, this guy was way more deserving of an Oscar than Leo was for the Revenant. Let's just let's just call. It, let's just say. let just say what it is. This is a safe space, right? <laughs> yes. Let's just say what it is. As our, Leo always R- says, we're in the safe house. We're in the Leo was, Leo shouldn't get. Leo shouldn't have gotten He should have gotten it for for other roles.
2: Wolf of Wall Street, definitely.
1: Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. I think. I think Django. He should have gotten it. Ted Pryor needed an Oscar. You got to be nominated with like Albert Brooks or whoever else was nominated that year, just to. it's amazing. Yeah, because listen, he went for it. All right, so now, all right, so we gave him shoutouts for his commitment. Can we now talk about the stupidest decision Mike Danton makes? Yeah, sure. Doesn't cover himself with leaves when sleeping. Just falls asleep in a grassy knoll. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And it's, why aren't the mercenaries walking around? This is like an acre. Why aren't they walking around at night? Right. They should be doing shifts and they, right. just, they should be sweeping. It should not be two fat hillbillies finding this guy out. But Listen,
2: we've established. We, 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 yeah. Let me know when we're talking about the hillbillies because I got some questions there. <laughs> listen, we've established that these, these mercenaries have no idea what they're doing. Terrible
1: mercenaries. So, yeah, so obviously we can just chalk it up to that. Okay. I'm on. Okay. <laughs> All right, hillbillies, fine, yeah, yeah, Andrew. What you got? What,
2: you, maybe you guys can help me. What kind of accent is that coming out of those two guys? Because they're in California. Is it Southern? Is it Mexican? Um, there's a clear accent that doesn't fit the geography of that. I don't know. You know, that was,
1: I think they probably told them they were in, like, Arkansas. <laughs> that, it, felt, it felt like Texarkana. It did. Yeah. It was It was not Southern California. <laughs> I actually, I don't know. I, I don't get much hung up in accents. Like, I love The Departed. So, no Tiki No Washi doesn't bother me. But, like, this was just, like, I couldn't have thought this through a little bit. Like, why were these guys out there? What were they doing?
2: Because, yeah, it didn't feel like those guys had those accents in real life. It felt like right. they were doing an accent. They were and I'm totally like, this is a strange wrong. choice. Yeah.
1: Right. It's like, if I, it almost felt like if I tried to do an accent. <laughs> right. <laughs> they yeah they they came in and like you can tell you the guy like he got cast in the job he went home and told his wife he's like oh I get I get to be in this movie and guess what like I get to I get to do accents like that's amazing like I'm encouraged to do whatever like all these linguistic lessons have been paying off <laughs> like I can pick and choose whatever I want. And that's, and that's what they went with. You know what it reminded me of? There's this guy on TikTok. He's probably like 20 years old, and he, he dresses up, and he does like Southern dads. And he'll be like, Southern oh, yeah. dad at the car wash, Southern dad at your baseball game. And he makes himself look like 30 years older than he is. It's like pretty much the same accent, but this kid is way more charismatic than either of them. Yeah.
2: You know, I will cut him some slack, though, because on the, by the third viewing, it just kept coming through my mind. And then I thought... I mean, you got House of Gucci, you've got top-level actors, and they can't pull off an accent, so you know what? I'm going to give them a pass.
1: Yeah. I mean, the accents in House of Gucci are...
2: Oh, the worst I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> They're really bad. I, I have I have not seen it, but I can reference Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> so that was... Did that, that count as an accent? He just, like, gave up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's half there. It's half there, half not there. Keanu Reeves in an Interview with the Vampire?
0: That uh,
1: is Dracula. Dracula, sorry. Yeah, that's a bad one. Too. Dracula, that's a bad one. And I love Keanu. I, I love am, Keanu, just not as his, his accent work. No. After the hillbillies, I think what we have. What do you guys think about the square boulders that rolled? <laughs> <laughs> the styrofoam boulders. I mean, that guy's jacked. What's the fucking rocks in front of him. Like what were we doing it, with symmetrically sized square boulders? It's so it, it was like the aggro crag. Like that was basically what it was. That's fucking great! I, yeah. like that's 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 what I was looking for. They, they you, just great. need to be like lime green. Um, no, it's just funny. It's just like, like it's just oh, these guys are down this hill. I'm up this hill. Oh look, there's a wall. There's a wall of uh, rocks. There's a triangle there. of rocks yeah. for somebody I can just easily push over. And this, we all know, a lot of movies. You know, smart movies make things happen. Not smart movies make up coincidences, right? Mm-hmm. A triangle of styrofoam rocks is just lazy. Yeah, no, it's it's it wasn't earned in any way. It's just like, hey, all right, well, we need them to, to take out a lot of guys here. Well, what if we just do? What if we just put in some rocks and they push them down a hill? This was That's the
2: crazy. moment this when crazy. I felt so... I felt the budget coming to the very end of mm. what was left. You know, like this was the yeah. point where I was like, Oh, that's they're almost out of money.
1: That's, that's actually great, pro- that's,
2: that's a good point. point. Yeah. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Andrew kind of <laughs> took <couldn't laughs> the fun
1: out of the conversation, but that's probably <laughs> correct. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um All right. Um so Jamie gets raped. Okay. Well yeah, right. right. Yeah, let's go right let's, in. Let's okay Yeah. So yeah, Jamie gets abducted. And then, like, it just out of nowhere, just out of spite. Out of pure pet- spite. Out that of was pure power rape. Yeah. Just the grimiest human emotion. Like, I am taking everything away from you because your husband's <laughs> taking away from me. It's such, like, de- it's dehumanizing to the umpteenth degree in the worst way. It was, like, it was, like, this might be, like, a weird way to put it, but, like, an honor rape. Something like that. We're like your your husband has taken away my honor, so I'm going to take away like his honor by. That's okay. That's actually because I was actually thinking, uh, yeah, actually. It's a horrible way to put it. Right, but I feel like that's what it is. Like your husband took away my boner, so I'm taking it back. Yeah, but like it's the it, but the fucking problem is okay. Awful scene. I'm glad it wasn't. I'm. I'm glad she's such a bad actress. I'm glad she's a bad actress, and I'm also glad that like she, she, they, they were okay with letting her keep her clothes on. Yes, they that
2: early. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They laid too. They stayed too long on the close up of him moving on top of her, like <laughs> looking down, like looking down the lens yeah. of the camera. really uncomfortable mm, camera mm. shot. Letting not make if she was naked in that scene, that would have felt super exploitative yeah. and awful. But where I think the power is taken away, all of that scene. Is when her dad, came, Daddy, they raped me! But come yeah. the fuck on. Like, this is a scene about Hogan getting his power back because Danton's taking and taking away from Jamie and all the awfulness that goes into rape. I mean, we can't even put that into We're words. Like, and then it's just completely destroyed when she's sitting on a fucking cot. Daddy, rape raped me! Yeah. What no, the fuck did, are we doing? We didn't even need that rape scene. Like, they could have just said it then. Well, not even that, but like, Cameron Mitchell could have just attacked Hogan just for the sheer fact that her daughter got abducted. 100%. But I understand for the Hogan perspective, the rape in the worst, most twisted way. Listen, I don't like rapes being used in movies. It's always exploitative. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. But Dan taking, like, I kind of understand why they did what they did. It wasn't done well, I, I No, I, I think you're giving this movie too much credit. I yes, think, I, I think agree. they're just like, this guy's so bad. He rapes people. <laughs> Okay. I think that's kind of what they're going for. You think it was that lazy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think everything in this movie is that lazy. But that's, like, super lazy.
0: Yes. That's, like,
1: uh, you're probably right. Andrew. We're not, we're, not deal- we're not dealing with, like, character development here. This guy's, they're like, well, what makes this guy really,
2: really bad?
0: Oh, Rape yeah. is
1: bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's far as far as I'm it's I mean, or it's, or- it's,
2: it's clearly the most unnecessary scene in the movie by far. But I think I think what really puts a bookend on it being so unnecessary is like the first time I watched it and in the moment I'm like okay this is terrible. However, you know there's gonna be some sort of vindication for her character, and without you know jumping the gun, we the can ultimate, jump yeah. Okay, well I mean like yeah. if you're if you're gonna kill her in the end, what point does this prove? She, she for has her a, character. She has
1: a really bad four hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, the way her the last the last half of day of her life is the worst I could, was as the bad worst as could be. like she gets abducted she gets raped she watches her father get killed and then like her, her then she has like this false hope of her husband saving her only to get found by Thornton and shot in the face <laughs> like it is a real like and and we, we talked about this in our sp- on a Splatter University uh, episode the uh, spoilers for, if you haven't uh, listened to it, if you, you haven't should listened fucking listen. Yeah, listen to it and watch Splatter University. Um, but I'm about to spoil it right now because the final girl gets killed in it and pretty unceremoniously, but it's awesome, but it's great. And, it, and it's kind of, you kind of admire a movie uh, for taking that risk. Yeah. Um, this movie goes for it. I love that they killed her. It's it's really Be- something, yeah. Because you know what, if he, he, can't fully win if she gets killed, it takes it away from him. I like that they killed her. I think it's a good job by them. Yeah, I yeah, I, I it's it's such a. I remember when the, when we watched this with our wives our yep. first time years ago, and we were all just like, what? <laughs> I remember we were literally we are sitting like. Six feet away from we are right now we're yes. all like yes. exploded in reaction when that happened none of us like the character but the fact that they killed her was just so unexpected but yeah. it I think it's great I think that takes a lot of balls it does it yeah. did because you know the super lazy ways that Danton and Jamie walk out in the end together right they're like he's posing with a stick and she's like dancing next to her some <laughs> stupid shit the fact that they fucking killed her is awesome because he can't win. Right, no matter what, he's still at a loss. Yeah, he's still, still, he's, still he's still net negative.
2: It's fucking amazing. What's what's the female perspective? Like, yeah. of your wives same? Okay. Oh yeah, they loved it. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean they, yeah, they're they're listen,
1: they they like these bad movies. They kind of know the score. Yeah, they get they fun. get right in there with so us. So they so they were shocked, uh, yeah. like we are. But yeah, no, shoot, they're, they're I weird. mean my wife reacted like
2: loudly. <laughs> Yeah, I think my my take would be a little different, and it just feels so nihilistic, it's, and yes. and of the, of the era that it doesn't to me it doesn't pay off because it just feels unnecessarily violent towards women because of the era. That's yeah. my only take on it.
1: I, I I think what this movie tried to do is they they wanted this to be a even though he wins, like this is still they still want like a Rambo sour ending right yeah and i feel like this is the only way that they they could achieve that yeah andrew i think i'd have to give the movie more credit to go where you went not (laughs) saying you're wrong i I see where you're coming from a hundred percent i just think i'd have to give it a lot more credit to go there
2: yeah it's just it's just so testosterone driven there's like this machismo of you know like mid-80s cinema where it's like women are just exploitative oh, being. Sure, 100%. It's, and that's, yeah. that's the 80s. It's yeah. ex- it's extremely
1: dismissive. Yeah. Cocaine um, like and masochistic. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Danton like, could have just shot Sybil. Yes. But he had to punch her out first. That I hated. That's actually... Yeah. That's my least favorite part of the movie it's, by far because it was... This guy is running around killing, like, soldiers, like, men who we presume are all retired military. Him, killers, yeah. Him punching her... Was ex- that's Andrew? That's where I 100 percent thought what you thought though, and I I agree there fully because yeah, that right. was just like we're punching this woman in the face because we can.
2: It's and maybe because of that scene, it was already kind of been planted in my head like, well, this is just how they're treating women in this yeah. film. And so by the time they got to killing her, I was like, well, do we? Is that necessary? I can it's, see your point as well.
1: Yes, yeah, I thought it was necessary because it how it affects the ending instead of just with Sybil, I just felt like it was just. That character just taking it for that scene where at least with Jamie it was for the a bigger picture almost. That's where I looked at it. It's very weird that we're talking about this as Dan shooting woman's less sex less sexist than punching her. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where we are. This is what happens. Did, did he need to again. punch Danny? No. Civil... No, he did not. At least was
2: a quick killing.
1: Get, wow. So he's 75 miles. Southeast of Los of, Angeles, of where his home is. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did he get there? Like, how did he get back home and get back so quickly? Right. In a day. Yeah, and 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 not yeah, not overnight basically. Right. It was a casual stroll. Would, are I, we meant to? I know the movie does not give us this, but are we meant to assume that he steals one of the vehicles? The movie does not imply this. Uh, I assumed he walked. I. I, the movie set it up that he walked. That How would long be... would it take to walk 75 miles?
2: Well, but I mean, what? if you're if you're one in a thousand like Danton, <laughs> but realistically, I mean, we're about walking about five miles an hour, right? It's like ten minutes a mile for walking,
1: straight, right. straight so six walking. miles an hour. So we're just looking at about 12 hours each way. So yeah, no, we're done. You, have... you do not have time to murder Let Sybil it... and then get your gear and then walk back, like, unencumbered by the police. What they like why couldn't they just have one shot where you just see him getting into a jeep and just driving' That's off. it and then like the rest is just it's, rest is just right there right perfect but like it, it's just like the, this, that this movie shit that just couldn't do this movie feels like it's three shots away from being very good mm. eh, okay mm-hmm. three maybe, six. maybe three <laughs> shots away from being competent. <laughs> Joey, <laughs> you're giving this film way too much credit. This thing is a complete rework. It's such a fucking disaster.
2: It's a good thing we all got $20 million to budget towards it later. It's important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just, but like, just even just to see him take the keys off Hogan's desk. Even that. I don't even, even, that, just, I don't even need to see him get in the fucking car. Even, you don't even need, just get a hand. Pick, Pick up the, the keys. Man. With the hand, and I'm like, "Oh,
2: that's dead. Mm-hmm. Great." Yeah, or when he gets to his house, throwing some keys down or something. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. it's, it's So simple. Yeah, just like it's literally
1: that simple. It is a it is a five second shot, and it and it it's like look the movie still works on its own. But like it, it erases a it erases the biggest plot hole in the movie. I mean, there's a few, but that that's the it's, most irrational it's most egregious I think. because once you start fucking with like the timeliness of things it really hurts it yeah because when you're saying that this thing that happened in about we're supposed to believe he traveled 75 miles made a phone call murdered someone got his gear and pushed he, a woman out and shot her yeah you know, there's a
2: term for back. that it's called last jedi syndrome i don't know if you guys are familiar with it Ooh, we are not talking about that, my friend. I mean, we second best Star Wars watch.
1: movie of all time. <laughs> listen listen to the uh, Worst Picture Guest Star Wars ranking episode, where Andrew's not a part of it. I dropped off for that list. one. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Deadly Pride. All right. Let's talk about Cameron Mitchell's The Soliloquy, where he's, he's talking about... When, you know, when he meets Don. When he meets Reiki. Replaced dead on the street. Why did he play dead? So to get then, him to stop? Yeah, I guess so. He couldn't just break down? Like pull up the hood of his car? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, may, maybe Don thought that he was like an innocent bystander that got shot because of their bullshit mercenary stuff. But then that's the question, though. The guy who's funding the mercenaries, would he give a shit to pull over? I don't. I think he wouldn't want a lawsuit. I think when you're operating a mercenaries with uh, with tanks, you're not really worried about getting sued. I don't know. I mean, I think your guys bury the body. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, listen. But we've established. Oh, whatever. We've, we've established that Cameron Mitchell is not a good cop. He's a bad cop. But I do, I do love his, I do love his speech. Do you have it? Um, I'm going to try pull it up. Yeah, right pull, Yeah, I'm sure it's under. I'm sure it's under quotes. If you want, I can read. If you want, I can recite it. Okay. Here. Yeah. Want get it. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> a dramatic reading from Jamie's father. It's we, so much better than Kevin Mitchell did. Yeah. This this time, um, I'm I'm going to um I'm going to read this as a um like I'm auditioning for a role. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna do. Okay. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> All right. Composure. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? A little man who spent 27 years of his life as a cop trying to put big shots like you away. 27 years in the filth and the dirt of the streets, and there ain't no music down there. You watch the people on the streets killing, raping each other, pumping dope through their veins, while big men like you sit in the fancy penthouses, and yet the poor slobs rot in hell. I know about you. As long as it puts money on your pocket. Today, the nobodies who made you rich are going to win. Die, you son of a bitch. Unbelievable. And that's my... Grant, well done. <laughs> I, think, I just, Well done. And, yeah, then he, and then he just blows the guy away. Yeah, I do like that he fully committed to the murder. Yeah, I mean, he was just completely... He was completely... Uh, he had one thing on his mind. It is funny because, like, he shot the guy... Before he knew his daughter was abducted. Yeah. Which is a very, like his son-in-law was taken, right? And that's not great. You don't want your daughter to be without her husband if she's married. You're, you're, you, don't want your, you don't want your child to be without their partner if they're happily married, right? Yeah, but if that's your daughter, you're probably super happy she's out of your house. Because when she's like 20, you're probably thinking you're with her. She's with you till you die. Yeah, she's not going to get the grade. He probably really appreciates that. Yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah. He's the one thing that's keeping this this girl back in my life. I gotta I gotta If Dan yeah. dies, she's moving back in. And <laughs> I can't tie her shoes every day. <laughs> I gotta get Dan back. So but yeah, so he <laughs> so he, he, he murders this guy in cold blood. Which but like I like that he didn't wait for a response. He didn't there wasn't like a back and forth. I like that he said, You're gonna die and then I killed you. Die, you son of a bitch, and just pulls the trigger. Fucking terrible cop. Not a good cop. Not a good cop. Listen, like he got he got busted to death duty his first day for shooting an old lady, mm-hmm. like by mistake. No, I think like you're he her, Like he thought her cane was an Uzi, and he shot her. Like you know, she was just like leaving like the path mark. It's and like 1957, know. and he thinks he has an Uzi. I fucking <laughs> love that. Yeah, it's a Tommy gun. It's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what happened. And, and he just get and you know they don't. Fire cops. They just put him to desk jobs. Especially back then. Especially back then. Well, he every does the uh, friend or foe thing. He gets captured, and then he then he gets killed right in front of his daughter. Yeah, I mean, he needed to die. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, I'm good with him dying for sure. Bad day for that family though, man. Was, uh, yeah. if, where was his wife? Oh, I don't think she was around. No, she's not like long played, gone. She's not played mahjong. No, I think she, I think she between was, Jamie and Cameron, she was like. Talk I think this, I, I think I think Cameron Mitchell's is widowed. Whether or not he's responsible for it is a whole different story. He like accidentally killed her. <laughs> yeah, he just accidentally murdered <laughs> <killed> so many people. <laughs> so, <laughs> like he's killed 14 male men. <laughs> like just a murderer accidentally. I yeah. fucking love that. I mean, look, look, we're gonna write this. we right, we gotta write a, a Splatter of You reboot. Yep. And we gotta do that, um, an origin story of Jamie's father. Got some writing to do. I mean, do I, I'll, t- I'll, I'll handle that. I'm ready. I'm ready to write some shit. All right. So we we spent a the the whole sequence of Jack and Mike blowing like and going into like the facility and like blowing stuff up. Pretty good. Yeah, I and mean, the guy getting the grenade in his pants and absolutely disappearing. Yeah. Amazing. That's right. Yeah, I mean just the boots left, like what a fucking scene. It was one of those like specialty grenades. Yeah. This this movie to me felt like a video game and a specific video game or video game franchise. Um I don't know how familiar you guys are with Metal Gear. I played the first one a little bit because my brother was a big fan of it, but I, I very the, little the actually. La- the later generation of Metal Gear games from like PlayStation, PlayStation 2, I absolutely loved. And to me, this movie felt a lot like Metal Gear, especially Metal Gear Solid 3, which takes place in Vietnam in the jungles where he has to eat snakes for health and things like that. Like, I I couldn't help but to be um, to make that association. I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are with that stuff.
2: I played all the Metal Gears for sure, and Mm -hmm. I can definitely see where you're pulling the snake eater references. Um, Yeah, it, it I also had strong video game you know, relations to this movie, but it much more kind of fit in with that late eighties period. I was thinking Nintendo. Contra. Yeah. Yes. Like Contra. Even, yeah. Even that opening silhouette shot reminded me of like the cover of an old NES cartridge. Like yeah. I, was, I was like, this feels like an old Nintendo game to me. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's
1: it's kind of felt like, um, I don't know if, I don't know if you ever played Bayou Billy. It oh, was yeah. a game that I could, I could never get past like the third level. It was, it was so impossible but yeah it kind of felt like that too but yeah, i think that was mostly because of this of the setting that it took place in
2: and the score the score just screamed N- nintendo score
1: i i really did like the score um, i did too yeah usually for the most part all the movies we've covered um especially the ones in the 80s i think samurai cap was 90 right but it was still kind of there um, 80s these vibes yeah it all had like the the synth wave kind of thing. This was a little bit more rock and roll. This was a little bit more rocking, and, it was, it was different, but it was, but I really appreciated it. It, every time they showed Denton, he had the same kind of like crescendo of music that did not fit a lot of times. Oh, I thought it worked. Really? Like even yeah. the time he was hiding on top of a stick while they were walking under him, you felt he deserved that. <laughs> or he's hiding in the tree like like he's up. hiding on a tree like six feet above them as they're walking, and it still has like the same as when he pops out of the woods to murder them. Yeah, and I don't think that works. I'm okay. I'm okay with
2: that. I was with every beat of the score until the ending credits. That 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 thing just took me out of
1: that. The wall. Yeah, that was a an aggressive change.
2: Very aggressive.
1: The the the, the song uh, it was a completely different. Yeah. It, it matched nothing. It had nothing to do with anything in the movie. I don't know what the song is or who sang it. Uh, Mike did. Oh yeah. <laughs> Eating rats, singing song. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was Jamie. It was Jamie's song. <laughs> Why don't you just put the score over right. the credits at that point? Put the Danton theme. Yeah, just yeah. put that. That works. That works. And especially after like how the movie ends, the scores is a, the scores especially misused
2: that's yeah the, the, the word for me is jarring that's that's yep. the first the first time i watched it between the ending and then the song hitting i was like i thought it was being like it was a gag and i was gonna get another scene or something. <laughs> like what is happening
1: yeah the uh yeah him, him just him just screaming at the top of his lungs and then it just like cuts out and it's just ballad basically yeah it doesn't work it does not work at all but this movie's it's it's just like a semblance of shitty choices, right? Like it always felt like they made the wrong choice.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's all that's almost all of these movies. And maybe you guys picked up on this too, but all I kept thinking every time I watched it over and over was it felt like the guys from It's Always Funny in Philadelphia making Lethal Weapon remakes. Like it just felt <laughs> yes. that bad and that you know sloppily put together, but kind of fun too. Right,
1: but it, uh, I don't know. I've recommended this movie to people, certain people. You can't recommend this to anybody. You can't recommend. this you to have anybody. to, but like people who like shitty movies, like you know, yeah. like no, the fact is, that Andrew, you never heard of this was. We were super pumped about that. That this, you know, we got we. A first watch is always always really what we're looking for. Right, that's yeah. what we want from when we have the guests on. So it was
2: perfect. It was so exciting, but. And it made me want to watch the sequel. Like, what the who the hell would have thought that?
1: I don't know. It, it, like, obviously, obviously, this movie isn't good, but. It's a lot of fun. Out of out of the movie out of all the movies we've done, like this is like one day, Joey, we'll have to sit down and we'll have to like kind of have like a ranking yeah, 100%. of our of these movies. This one's towards the top for me. You know what it is? It's it's one of the more memorable movies. Like Dan as a character is memorable. Some of the kills are memorable. Yeah. And for a movie that you know, claustrophobic's the wrong word, but for a movie that takes place in a very tight area, it has memorable scenes. Yeah, for sure. Where and other movies where they're all over the place and every single scene is a new backdrop, forgettable. The 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 movie the, the kills that this movie comes up with are are very creative and that gives new life into each scene.
2: Yeah, I absolutely.
1: And the, the guy takes down a goddamn helicopter. Like that was pretty dope. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that was like, dope. Like they got a fucking helicopter for this guy to kill. And you know, like <laughs> you know. I, chopping walls, flatter you we talk about how like there's one really good murder and then the rest are just kind of there to serve the purpose where this each murder yeah. they did fucking find a cool way a to of, kill a people. lot of them are a lot of them are unique yeah like Sammy, I, mean, I I don't like you question the physics of him throwing the spear like like the stick like a javelin it's memorable yeah absolutely you know you know that you know you you won't you won't forget that like the, him under, like him under the, under the, uh, the leaves under the water. And then, yeah. And I mean, imagine being soaking wet from this disgusting lake and then burying yourself down to leaves. Like you would just be covered in dirty leaves for the day.
2: Yeah. You'd just be a muddy mess. You look like Swamp Thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm the type of guy, I don't know if you guys do it too. I'm the type that ranks everything. So for me, like I instantly was like, okay, I've got to rank this on a one to 10 scale. It's a clear one for me, but th- that's not saying that it's a bad movie. You know, some movies deserve to be ones that I will happily watch over and over. To me, it's a an absolute one out of ten in the best possible way.
1: Yeah. When you yeah, like when you compare this movie to like The Godfather, it's gonna be a one. But like you have to change the scale. Yeah, when you talk about like when you when you rank movies, it should be more than just like execution. It should be enjoyment level. It would probably like even out at like a four. Or something like that. They've probably got a few points.
0: Yeah, listen, points
1: up. Memorability, rewatchability, just having a good time watching it. Like Exactly. For I mean listen, for a movie where they're trying to murder a man, the stakes are pretty low somehow. Like they do a bad job of stakes. It's just it's just one man. Yeah, I mean what they could like it have the mercenaries have a nefarious plan. Right. Oh <laughs> plan. Not just training. The fact that they were just training like have the mercenaries have a plan, yeah. just not tell Hogan that they're going after their his guy. Yeah, like they're like ultimately what they're going to do is infiltrate somewhere else, right? And, like, and start World War III. Right, but they need to get Dan out because Dan's a consult, you know, works with the CIA. Oh, interesting. Okay, so Dan's the only guy stepping between them and this random country that they decided. So that's, to. that's his day job, not a. Well in now the working for Baskin Robbins. In the good movie, in this movie, the guy's <laughs> fucking He's chain you know, he's just ripping your ticket at the AMC. It's true.
2: I do uh, hope someday to own this movie because I, I think you guys both watched it the same way I did. Roku is not the right streaming service for this movie with the no. aggressive commercial placement at the most random times.
1: Yeah. It's tough. It's it's tough. We we've we've found over the years that Tubi. Tubi's the best one.
2: Yeah, Tubi it does, does a better they, job
1: of they're the only ones that figure out commercials. Too, yeah, because I think everything else just kind of on a timer. Yep. And Tubi does a good job. They pick well, places. I, mean, I think Roku picks his places, but it's just kind of abrupt. Yeah, I mean like IMDB I always thought was the worst until we dealt with Fossum. Fossum's bad. All right. So I'm I'm pretty yeah, I mean, good we, with the discussion. We, yeah. Uh, Andrew, is there anything else? From before the, we get to the awards, the main body that you want to talk about before we get into the awards?
2: I just want to say that uh, I think it is an absolute travesty that this thing got completely snubbed by the Razzie Awards, which, you know, for Worst Picture cast is like the equivalent of, you know, the Oscars, obviously. I mean, sure, a movie this bad deserves recognition for its, its badness and its awfulness. And, you know, for me, this was hands down the worst movie of 1987 in the best way. So my. it should have been the Razzie winner for me.
1: Dan deserves some actor love. In the <laughs> yes. Razzies. I'm actually going to take a look right now Ooh. at the 1988
2: Razzies. I mean, you guys love Miami Connections, so I know that's you know near and dear to your heart, I think. I mean, Miami Connections all the time. I may or may not have listened to Friends
1: by Dragon Sound on my drive here today. Um, Dra- uh, Friends and Against Ninja are like two of my daughter's favorite songs. My son... Whenever he wants to dance, he wants those songs. She loves Against the Ninja. Yeah. I'm just like, He's a friends guy, but like Against the Ninja is always yeah. is a good follow up for him all the time. All right. So the uh the eighth Golden Raspberry Awards, let's say.
2: I think it was Jaws the Revenge and Superman Four that took a lot of stuff that year.
1: Oh, that was it was their year. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which one's Jaws the
1: Revenge? It's one Michael the Kane, one Michael Kane. Awesome. That's the Michael Kane one. Okay, where uh, he always says like he just took it for the money. For, yeah, he's, yeah. Never, he's never he's never seen it. It's fucking awesome. Um, Michael Kane. Like, uh Fun fun fact about me. Here's a hot take for me. Jaws Revenge is my favorite Jaws sequel. <laughs> really? Yeah.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you on that one. I, I I think I think
1: Jaws two tries too hard to be Jaws one. Okay. And just nothing can be Jaws. Nothing right. can be the, the original. And Jaws three is like okay. It's a SeaWorld. It's like a whole it's right. great, Like I love like I mean three Dennis, Dennis Quaid's on is is in it and I there's like
2: elements it. to three that I like.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean and is Leah
2: Thompson in that too. hmm Maybe.
1: I think Leah Thompson's in it and uh Well that bumps it up. And Lou Lew, and Lewis Gossett Jr., I think he's in it also. Right? He's like he's like the director of the uh of the aquarium.
2: Uh it's uh, it's probably been twenty five years. Louis Gossett
1: Jr.'s in it. Yeah. Bess Armstrong might be the woman you're thinking of. Oh, it wasn't Leah Thompson? Oh, Leah Thompson is there. Yeah. Bu- Kellyanne Bukowski. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think she's she's dating Michael.
2: I just have uh, memories of scenes yeah. from that movie. Like, there's certain scenes that kind of pop yeah. in my head. It's one of those things, I've seen them but, all, but I just don't remember but them. But what...
1: Jaws John, Revenge, <laughs> Revenge is the one that I remember the most and I like the most. Besides yeah. the original. Right, of, of course. course. Yeah, um, the, the Razzie thing is not nothing yeah i mean all right J- jaws of revenge got seven nominations tough guys don't dance seven nominations I can't believe i've seen tough guys don't dance uh i'm not
2: uh, i'd have uh, i don't know why
1: see superman four got two over the top got three garbage over the top garbage Pale kids movie got three uh who's that girl starring madonna Got five G won for best for worst actress. Well she's a terrible actress. She's a terrible, terrible actress. I, I think and
2: Stallone has the record right now for most Razzie wins. That's so funny.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's so it's so funny how like the guy who basically made Rocky is is like also this maligned actor at some point. That's very interesting. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh all right, anyway. Let's get to the awards. Let's, okay. Let's, we've been sidetracked. This episode is going way longer than I expected it to go. And we're over, over the movie. All right, MVP. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, my MVP is Dan. Okay. The, fucking the character or the actor? Both. I think okay. he, listen, he commits to the bit. The actor, um, Ted, Ted Pryor, he, he fully commits to what he's doing. And, you know, I think if someone else came in who tried to play it like, ironically or fun, I think makes it unwatchable. The fact okay. that he took it so seriously, I think, knocked it out of the park for me. So he, you know, Dan Ted Pryor I mean, is my MVP. Listen, the dude ate worms and rats. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that that's deserving of it. Yeah. Brett, what's your MVP? Uh, my MVP is Cameron Mitchell. I figure that's where you'd go. Yeah. I I, I love I love. I mean, I, I love what he brings to the table in this, I think he does elevate. Friend the movie. of foe. I, I think he does elevate the movie.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Andrew. I've actually got three MVPs. That are oh, MVPs. oh, good. R D. An RDB RD, RD, RD move over here. So uh, Tim Heinz, Tim James, Steve McClintock. Apparently, it took three composers to make the score for this, but you know what? They all deserve a standing ovation. I love the score. Everything okay. about it. Love that. All right. And you know what? That is a that's an acceptable multi. Yeah, that that actually
1: worked. Multi- okay. Winner. Yeah, that's that's fine because it's all under the same umbrella. I'm actually surprised I did not like the score, but you guys really did, so I'm clearly missed something with it. It, 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 it gets me wanting to lift weights, which okay. I think is the point, right? Of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a super testosterone filled score. <laughs> so it right. really is. Yeah, I have to think I'm wrong then because you guys like you guys are pretty making good points, so I'm gonna have to reevaluate my. I, I don't for maybe, staying for it. I don't necessarily disagree. Maybe the maybe the sum of the score is not used properly. That's but my issue with it. But That's the score itself, I think, is pretty rare. Yeah, no, I I I, I like what you guys are saying. You're, you're converting me over. <laughs> um, LVP,
2: Andrew. Uh, I think it's gonna be a clean sweep here. I'm just gonna assume that Suzanne Terra, AKA Jamie, uh, that that poor woman. I mean, she's a bad actress. They didn't give her a lot to work with, but clearly, least valuable player. See, I'm. this
1: is where I'm going to push back, because in, in these movies... We needed her to suck. In these she movies, is not my thing. Bad performances make this movie yep. better for me. Um, Mine is not a person. Mine is a scene, and it is the rape scene. That is unnecessary. Very. Um, I went with Don Michelson, because he was in The Godfather ten years ago, <laughs> and that's fucking ridiculous that he was this uh, bad at it. and Troy, did not, Troy Donahue. Yeah, the fact that that motherfucker was not like, hey, guys... We should be a little bit clear about my intentions. I was in The Godfather ten years ago. I know more about movies than all of you. He is the LVP.
2: How many days do you think he was on set? One?
1: One. Probably yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. One 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 after one you know. one afternoon. Yeah. And yeah. he fucking dude terrible. All right. Participation award. Brent. Uh my participation is William Zip, who plays Jack Cooper. Me
2: too.
0: Oh. he's nice.
2: fucking awesome. What about you, Andrew? I mean, when you're talking about participation awards, I think all of those awards should go to the worm.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, the
1: the worm lost the worms lost their lives, and they got spit on, and they got kind of jerked completely off degraded. Yeah. yeah, they got jerked off a little bit. <laughs> poor thing couldn't go out without getting some lube before it went. Oh, down, yeah. uh, just just let the fucking poor animal die. Yeah. Um, All right. So now we move into our worst picture cast specific categories. Um, The first one. So this year, our first repeat, um, the winner of best picture was the last emperor. Um, So we say you have a choice. Mm. You're it's a Friday. You sit down, you have the choice of saying, I'm going to watch deadly prayer. I'm going to watch last emperor gentlemen. What are you choosing? Okay. Well, uh, let's let's clarify something. Last time we did this was Surf Nazis Must Die. And Joey, you and I both picked Surf Nazis Must Die over the Last Emperor. We did. Um, and none of us had seen the Last Emperor yep. at the point, at that point. We did not. I wanted to watch The Last Emperor Me too. before this, and I watched it. And it was not as bad as I expected it to be. It was it was more entertaining than I expected it to be. Having said that, Deadly Prey all day. So I have made it very clear on Best Picture Cast and Worst Picture Cast and any other cast. I'm good. If I watch a movie, if I am marginally into it, I could literally stay up all night watching a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I fully get in. I, I could stay up forever. Last Emperor, the first half hour, has two things that normally get grab my interest. It had kidnapping and suicide in the first half hour. These are things that grab me. Normally, and make me think, oh, maybe there's something to this movie and something I'd like to get into. I have tried watching this movie three times. <laughs> <laughs> I have not made it more than 45 minutes into this movie. Really? Passing the fuck out.
0: Wow.
1: Ten times out of ten times, Deadly Prey is getting up there because I don't need to be going to bed that, like at 11 o'clock like a fucking child every night. Well, try try watching it at five in the morning like I do. <laughs> <laughs> Fall asleep before work wake up to it. Maybe that's the move. It is not a nighttime movie. Okay.
2: Andrew, what say you? Well, I would first like to say, as a as a normal spectator and listener of the show, I want you guys to know that for me, this is the the best segment of ever. Oh yeah, uh, I love that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, make, make sure you tell the man in charge over at BPC that uh, this has oh, to listen, stay forever. Listen, we're we're in charge. Of, he, has no, he, has, pressure, he has zero control, creative
1: control. Okay. He, he might, he might, you know, kick kick some dirt, but he's he's he has no control over what we. He do. respects our gimmick.
2: Good, because yeah. this is this is the gimmick of all gimmicks. I, I got to give it to you guys. <laughs> um, so leading up to this, I I told you guys kind of confidentially, off the cuff, I was like, I could probably think of 50 movies from 1987 I'd watch over The Last Emperor. Well, this morning, I sure enough put together 50 movies from 1987 <laughs> I would rather watch. I won't waste your time by going through all 50, but I guarantee you... Send us a there. picture. Yeah. We'll, we'll post start, on Twitter. Send, send a picture and we'll
1: post but it. But do you want to give us some highlights?
2: I mean, you know, where do we start? You, you, you know got,
1: what? Give us, like, the give us the, the best, best and the worst. Yeah, give us, like, okay. the five best ones and the five worst ones. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, so Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Prin- Princess Bride. Yeah. Evil Dead 2.
1: Mm. Yes. Raising
2: Arizona. Oh, yeah. Wow. Untouchables. Whew. I mean, I'll okay. take all of those over the last number. You want to get to the bad side, you got Dragnet, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh. I love Harry that in a Baby, Overboard. Oh, that's great. Wow, Overboard, bottom five. The Monster
1: Squad. I love Monster Squad. I, I cannot express how much I love the fucking Monster Squad. I only saw the Monster Squad for the first time as an adult like 10 years ago in New Hampshire at our buddy Kevin's house. Oh, really? Yep. I on, I have, it's I on lovely DVD. I, on DVD. I
2: loved it I mean they're they're objectively bad movies but because I'm an 80s kid, I love them you know, right like they're, that's, they're that's, that's, dear to my heart sure mm-hmm. yeah so well, I, I would I would watch
1: especially monsters I would watch Monster Squad every day yeah over the last ever. for sure that's, so so that's, I mean Adam, we're comfortable saying you're deadly prey over.
2: I'm, yes, a hundred times out of a hundred That'd be probably times. in 50 other movies. That's right. Yeah. But Correct. send us that list because
1: we'll definitely put that on we'll, Twitter. We'll put we'll that on our... Uh, we'll our, do. Yeah. Because you had said that a couple of weeks ago. When you said that this morning, I was at work hysterically laughing. <laughs> I was like, I, I love it.
2: It took me five minutes. I mean, it wasn't hard. It's, it's like The Last number is not a good picture.
1: You were just, you were just going down like, the Google list. Like, a, <laughs> I was, crazy. yeah. Just, <laughs>
2: just letterboxed all the way down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, the next award, we need to get into all the nominees. So, the winner, Last Emperor, nominees, Broadcast News, way better movie. Fatal Attraction, way better movie. Way better movie. Hope and Glory, I haven't seen. Moonstruck, way better movie. That movie's awesome. Moonstruck's good movie. Better than Last Emperor. Okay, so, we do an actor swap. You can take any actor out of any of the nominees or winner and completely destroy it by putting someone from... Deadly Prey in, and making Deadly Prey way better. Who would like to go first? I would like to go first. Awesome. I'm worried me and you are gonna have the same one. I don't. I don't know. I hope not. Me too. Okay, just to stick it to Kieran a little bit extra. The Last Emperor has Peter O'Toole. We have the same one. Really? Yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna have him replace uh, Troy Donahue. Me too. <laughs> Yes, we're making Troy Donahue, R.J., and we're making oh. Peter O'Toole, Don michaelson. I I love this. I love this. And just yeah, I, I, and like honestly, if they put Peter O'Toole in, like this movie does get a lot better, and you can like flesh out his character more. He's, no way, Peter O'Toole is gonna be just generic rich guy. No, Peter O'Toole's is gonna have motivation for it just because he's, he's an all time actor. Yeah. And then uh, well, listen, Troy Donahue. Was in another Oscar-nominated movie, like, and maybe Peter O'Toole didn't go from Lawrence of Arabia to Chud. Right. No, that's, I'm not saying Perdon. He's a great actor. I'm saying at least he's been in the right. presence of oh, greatness okay, yeah. before. Yeah, he's seen really good. Yeah, actors. he's he's you know been in the same room as Al Pacino and Francis Ford Coppola. Oh my God, I'm so happy we did the same one. That is amazing. That makes it a million um, times funnier. I mean, I, I do. I I wouldn't have a backup where like you you take Danny Aiello. From Moonstruck and you put him you switch him in Hogan. Oh <laughs> hey, but that's uh that's that's a that's way below. Yeah, no Peter O'Toole is the one. Andrew, what do you got?
2: So i I thought for sure I actually came up with three options just in case because I thought yeah. we might all have the same thing. Yeah that happens. I I thought for sure you guys were gonna swap Nicholas Cage and throw him in this thing because that'd be a fun twist on on Danton. Yeah, I, I did that. I, around, get, yeah, I,
1: we I, did. I, I put Nicholas Cage yeah. in *Surf Nazis Must Die*. I didn't want to go back to that. Well,
2: okay, yeah, so, I, I just
1: played so, moonstruck for the same reason.
2: So I'm I'm going outside the box here. Um, I don't I don't like gender to get in the way of a great idea for me. Okay. So You're I'm safe. going to put Glenn Close from *Fatal Attraction* into the role of the renamed Michelle Danton because Ooh. I want Glenn Close as my leading action lady. And I'm going to throw Ted Pryor in her role as Alex Forrest in Fatal Attraction and really twist that one up.
1: Oh, so it's like a, it's like a, uh,
2: okay, like a, oh yes,
1: Michael Douglas is on the down low. Oh uh, yes. Ooh. There's uh. some
2: wrinkles to that scenario.
1: But you know what? It's it. You yes, know what though? You didn't is.
2: destroy
1: Fatal Attraction. We destroyed Last Emperor. Fatal Attraction. I mean, listen, and 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 Deadly Prey. He's. He's cooking rats, and failed attraction. He's cooking bunnies. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very, it's a lateral move. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you can't have the pregnancy thing. No, but you can come up right, with something. You have something with money or something. Yeah, that's a go. That's a great. Yeah, one. yeah well done, Logan. Well, we've go never
2: down. seen Glenn Close do action. I feel like you know, I've seen her do some cool stuff. I feel like I, I could see Glenn Close being an action star.
1: Fatal Attraction's close. Yeah. It's close. Yeah, It's close. It's it's going to be fucking awesome at it. Like, what are we? She'd crush it. Yeah. Let's not (laughs) pretend otherwise. (laughs) All right. So our last category, this movie with a $20 million budget. Like we said, we couldn't figure out what the hell this budget was because it probably was mostly pizza and beers. What would this movie be like with a $20 million budget for you?
2: Uh, so I'm assuming we're in 2022 so that's kind of how I looked at the lens of this and not necessarily the 80s so well, it, well let,
1: let me let me clarify this i think what we're what we're talking about is like adjusted for inflation yeah okay right so like well so what would be 20 million dollars for us in 2022 would be whatever the equivalent is in right. 1987
2: okay but well I, i'm gonna put a little wrinkle on that be, just because of the way I was wired into yeah, this question when you guys talked to me so what I would do is I would take 25% of my budget, which is $5 million, put that all into CGI practical effects for the grenades and all of that embarrassing stuff. Mm-hmm. Then the other 15000000 million, I'm trying to find a way to get David Harbour of Stranger Things fame. Ooh. He's my Colonel Hogan.
1: Love that. <laughs> That's great casting. Love that.
2: And as Michael Danton in 2022, there is none other than John Cena.
1: Oh, oh just,
2: shit. We actually guessed who you were going to go with, and we were wrong.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. I fucking I mean, love that. I, I, I like just John Cena. Me. nails that role. John Cena's perfect yeah. in that role. And yeah.
1: And he'll make you laugh, too, because he actually has a personality. And more David Harbour
2: has a great ability to play a villain if he needs to. He's, he's got David Harbour's fantastic. David Harbour as Hogan's amazing. He's a presence, I and he's an that. evil presence. And David Harbour versus you. John Thank Cena,
1: you. well done. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought. I honestly, I thought with how much you loved the Northmen, I thought you're gonna put Alexander yard Yeah, up, oh.
2: as Dan. I could have, but I, you know, yeah. Cena just really. He came was out. way better. He, he pulls great. out jorts. Yeah, he does pull up jorts. but only yeah. well, he has. He has like the. He has like
1: the longer cut. He has like the below the knee jorts. Yeah, yeah. he has, he has the more <laughs> modern jorts. We'd yeah. have to. We'd have to trim him up. We more need. More. We need the frayed, like Daisy Dukes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need to see. You need to see the quads. <laughs> Got gotcha. <laughs> Gotta see the quads. Got gotcha. to. Yeah. We got we gotta let him grow his hair a little bit. Yeah, he, he, he needs a mullet. He needs to see a mullet. Yeah. So I mean for me it was very simple here. I went full on blood and explosions. Okay. I want actual blood. When you're if you're beating someone with their arm, it should be disgusting. It should be very bloody. Yeah, I want it like visceral. And I want the explosions to make sense, not just people disappearing in a cut. I want like I want just like a visceral movie yeah that's fair. um I went with more locations, yes more more gore, and let's just let's just get a few pages of maybe some like backstory for Danton, yeah, maybe like make us give a shit about some of the characters a, a little, little bit, bit, more. bit yeah um but yeah i mean it, listen like it's not three scenes away. Like you say, from competent, but like I was clearly hyperbolic <laughs> the first time. There is
0: there.
1: I mean, the, this has worked before, right? Like the the most deadly game, the most you know, the most deadly game, right? Which like they're these, remaking. It's coming out these, soon. Yeah, these movies have worked in the past, and there's no reason why this movie could not work if done correctly. Right. He's like the original one from. Is it like a sixty five minute movie that is engaging the entire time? Yeah. Well, I mean, do you ever see Ice Tees surviving the game? Yeah. Yeah. The movie's fucking great. <laughs> right. It's, it's a great it's a great action movie. And it, there's no re- I mean, like Rambo is a deadly deadliest game. Right, exactly. And yeah, I mean there is The remaking with it's Tom Berenger. What? Deadliest game. Oh really? Yeah, and C T from the Challenge fame. Oh god. I'm very excited for Chris for him to be in there. <sighs> it's like, it's going to be fucking awful, and I'm going to love every second of it. Great. Well, you you have fun with your real world with your real world people. Oh, I will. Yeah. Uh, um, I have I have not seen a second of Real World since like Seattle. I don't think I have not missed a second of Real World ever. No, that's I bad. mean,
2: you you guys are Bachelor fans, so I don't know if you have much to. To defend yourself on. Oh,
1: I, 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 shamelessly love The Bachelor. <laughs> I am not, and, and I, I, will not. It's so enjoyable. I will not, not, I will not deny it. It's so enjoyable. That is a, um, that's like besides like my kid. That's like one of the best things that come from my marriage is like my wife turned me on to this franchise.
2: There I mean, is something, Grant, there, there's something oddly satisfying about scrolling my Twitter feed on Tuesday. I think typically, Bachelorette Day. Monday night. Monday, Monday night. night. Okay. Yeah. When, when I see Grant. Live tweeting, and I'm always kind of confused <laughs> at what the hell's going on, but I I try uh, to follow. Yeah.
1: If you if you don't if you're not watching it, it's 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 bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very bonkers. Yeah, but that was that's deadly prey. It's can deadly prey. It's um, amazing. I think we did it over justice. We definitely went longer than I expected. This is it's our longest uh, worst picture cast. This is non-ranking. Well, this is long. Yeah, uh, Sleepaway Camp was about two uh andrew do you have anything to promote
2: Nope, we got nothing to promote right now um just okay. really appreciate you guys letting me join in pinch hit hopefully i made contact with the ball a few times you did you you're awesome great. what's uh give give everyone your uh your twitter handle Let's uh it is at them. andrew at andrew corns 13 okay yep look for me there um also grant i think you're the uh you're the graphic design guy for for BPC, right yes I expect to see a Deadly prey poster with John Cena's face on it when this thing goes live. Okay. Yeah, done. I'll do that <laughs> for fun. Um, Grant's work is
1: unparalleled. It's, it's always impressive. He sends shit. He'll send like three things and be like, oh, I don't like this one. And I'm like, I'm just blown away by all of them. <laughs> and, we, you know, I know yeah. the rest of us all think the same. Yeah, but uh, but is a great follow. He, um, Especially if you like um, Premier League, right? You tweet a lot about that. And hockey, you tweet a lot about hockey, a lot about sports. A lot about movies. A lot about movies. It is a great follow. Absolutely. So
2: I'm a modern-day renaissance man. What can I say? You
1: do it all. You do it all. But yeah, man, it was super awesome that you were able to get in here. Um, this is a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, you know, so me much. and you talk shit a lot throughout the day, so I'm glad we got to do it <laughs> on a uh, – Yeah, no, this is, this is great to actually, like, kind of quote-unquote meet face-to-face. And over there in the Midwest, we're out here on the East Coast – uh, but it was it was great to finally kind of touch base with you and and get and get this going.
2: Yeah, yeah, man, you guys feel like kindred spirits to me, and uh, some of our conversations on social media through text, I, I knew we'd have a good time. Oh, for time sure, today.
1: absolutely, yeah. man. This yeah, and you absolutely killed it. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And it won't be the last time we see you on the worst picture cast. No, definitely not. Rand I, I will come it. up with something else you haven't seen. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Um, All right, so for Joey and Andrew, I'm Grant. Have a good night.